episode 218 of the Tactical Crouch podcast. The podcast where we discovered that D-Pay is actually one of the best TFT players uh, in North America, apparently. The podcast where we discuss how awesome new Shanghai Dragon skin is. And um, that was it, because I, I don't think anything else important happened last week. Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> just another another dry, dull Overwatch week. Hum diddy dum. What was me? Yeah, I mean, I've been living under a rock. I, I haven't been on the internet for a full week, so... If something happened last week, just let me know. I, I legitimately. Um, oh, what's that? Overwatch 2. What? Beta? I just got told we had this Overwatch 2 beta coming out. That's pretty crazy. Uh, who told her? Um, who was that person that told you? Who was the person? You'll never know. It was. Yeah. It, I, um, my friend on Discord. <laughs> um, nice. Showed up in my. Shot up on my doorstep live. Uh, <laughs> it's my roommate across the hall, actually, who who is also an esports caster, not Overwatch. But damn, you, do you actually have a caster casting like uh, a partner? Yeah, I live with two other casters. Yeah. Oh damn. my god, how I do did. you? Is it just like a place of misery and abject poverty? <laughs> uh, no, the two casts I live with actually do pretty well. All three of us do pretty well in casting. Nice. So oh, there's nice. no, <laughs> there's no pleb casters. Here. No, there's no like, um, there's no like, yeah, it's 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 people. It's all like full time, uh, esports talent, right? And 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 a girlfriend of one of them. Hmm. So okay. I mean, I mean, fuck it. One of them is Yummy Cheese Man from RLCS. Ah, right? okay. So right, he's a pretty big name in that game. Hmm. Um, and the other one is Mac, who's done, who does all the CSGO stuff. He's done like IM and DreamHack, et cetera, kind of stuff. Nice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we do, it's like a barbership quartet. We, we, we're missing a fourth person. You know, once we get the fourth cast, so we can do like the barbership, barbershop quartet of casting mm -hmm. where... It's like esports, 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 <laughs> and then yeah, that's how that works. This guy needs you to audibly laugh into your mic so the the audio Spotify listeners can hear that you enjoyed that. Wait, what, was I was I actually inaudible? Yeah, no, you were you were inaudible. I could see you laughing, and really? the people watching the YouTube will yeah. see that you oh, laughed. God damn it! But the the listener, the people that only listen, will not know that you acknowledged what I said was funny. Mm -hmm. It was so. Please For, laugh. Thank you. Thank you. For my ego, I need you to verbally <laughs> acknowledge that. that was good. Right. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> pretty big stuff. Should we just get into it? Um, we're going to yeah. get into it. Yeah, I'm sorry, but there's not going to be no AOT today. I don't know if we're going to end up talking about it again until how many episodes left? Like three episodes there. Two. Like that, yeah. that's actually, oh, no, I think it's two left. There's only two left. So, I promise we'll finish it. We're not going to just leave people hanging. We've been mm. talking about it yeah. the whole we talked about AOT the whole season. We've covered almost every single episode. We might as well finish it off. So I don't know when we get back to talking about it. Maybe we wrap it up when the season wraps up, but we're not going to talk about it today. What we are going to talk about today is all the Overwatch stuff that just dropped, just, just completely just dropped. There's all this stuff just happened. So without further ado, episode 218 brought to you by Battlecry, Refine Bean, Bronze Bar Buha, Chare, Prophet Picasso, Chris R34444, Cash67, Lolshin, Porkchop Sammy, Rick Sane, Sugurth a lot, Bellamel Smooth Nuts, and Your Misery. Uh, the, the cliff notes, the overall structure of what went down in this order was there was a huge developer update coming from 
Team 4 themselves, Aaron Keller, got on, you know, the... As a developer update, just like Jeff Kaplan used to do, and he talked about the fact that beta is on the way for Overwatch 2, and you can basically sign up now to try and get into it. Uh, beyond that as well, a little bit later on, uh, I think a little, little while afterwards, not that long, there was mm -hmm. a community update for the Overwatch League, which basically outlined the schedule and the map pool for the year. Uh, they didn't announce this during the community update, but there's not going to be hero pools either. Um, and pros are now having access to the alpha in the Overwatch League. Uh, new Sombra legendary skin just dropped for the Shanghai Dragons championship skin. That happened very recently. It was super recent, actually. Mm. Um, I think that's basically like the top down of everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess like Paris and Horizon Lunar Colony have been removed from quick play. That happened. Um, Shock and O2 played their show match. So that's, that's kind of like the start to finish in a very brief format. So if you just wanted like a catch up of all the news, there you go. There's your, there's your 30 second catch up. Have a great day. Uh, but now <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll start talking about what all of that kind of means. We'll, we'll, we'll start, you know, from the top down of it and kind of. Break it up. Actually, before we even do that, is there, does anyone have any like live reaction to all of this? Like, where were you? Where were you when when Aaron Keller dropped the development update, and what was your initial reaction? Um, I think I was writing. I think I was staring at Google Docs, typing some nonsense, and yeah, yeah there was just a little timer going off, and there he was talking about Overwatch Two, and you know. Sorry, we haven't communicated. I'll believe it when I see it, Mr. Keller. I'd like some more communication. Hopefully that continues. Lovely. Um, but yeah, that was kind of where I was at. Uh, it was pleasant to see. I'm sure we'll get into the details, but all yeah. in all, thumbs up for me. Cool, you liked it. Yeska, you were eyes glued. Just RSS feed injected into your vein. What? <laughs> well, the thing is, um, I was actually in class during that um so i couldn't really check it i just like looked at my smartwatch and went like ah god damn it it's exploding and like i mean i think people who have read my article understood that it, like the one i wrote before that that i had a pretty good idea what was coming um so like it, it's once again in that situation where i'm like trying to anticipate the uh, community's emotional range and what kind of like discourse there will be um, and as as the community finds out, and it felt kind of sad not being able to like be on the timeline at the, at the time that this mm. news hit, because like I only got like the absolute treaded gems, not really like the the rundown of like all the re live reactions as people found out. Yeah. Um, then I caught up on the on the dev update once I got home. I have to say, okay, so let's be honest, right? In terms of developers talking to its camera. Jeff Kaplan was probably the gold standard in gaming. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, in terms mm. of, like, being... Quite a, rare, though. Quite rare. Yes. Yeah. So, it is natural that Aaron, by comparison, will, like... I don't think he did poorly. No, he didn't do poorly. It was quite obviously scripted. I would just, like... I understand it's hard to, like, have a, an organic style. It just felt very Apple, if that makes sense. It's okay. like... We have all these What's nice, really, there? like, have features for you. And it's like, well, you're very clearly, like, and then the, the pupils are, like, just, like, micro-moving, like, clearly mm -hmm. reading off something or whatever. 
or like being very clean clean in the delivery and it's like mm. I mean, I guess, like, uh, this must be a stressful time for him as well. He doesn't want to communicate any uncertainty by, like, improvising the language or whatnot. It's probably... Dude, you know how many takes I have to make for in order to read something out when I do VO? I understand, man. Like, that that mm. shit's hard, right? Spe especially in front of a probably studio audience or a studio team that's recording this one. So I understand. But, yeah, it's it, it felt a little, um, like less authentic than it used to with Jeff. Sure. Which more means like we had a pretty good guy in Jeff. Yeah. Um but yeah. It, me it means that Jeff is a good camera talent is what yeah. it means. It's yes. like I, I don't I don't read it any not saying that you do, but I'm not reading it further than that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh not everyone's going to be great on camera. So it, it is what it is. And to your point, I think somebody who did do a really good job was Sean Miller on the overwatch league kind of community update i thought he kind of killed it coming out there it felt very natural it felt kind of um you know like like you're talking with jeff like it was just this this open line of communication it didn't seem super scripted if it was i thought he killed it um i thought it was really succinct and you know credit to yiska for getting out there that the the hero pools weren't coming because i don't know Ooh, nobody, baby nobody bothered to ask but got gotta win they gotta win that's the dub. Yes, get bothered to ask. Yes, good. Yeah. Eventually, uh, we'll get to that though. So yes, we'll, yes, yes. we'll we will get to the community update after the uh, developer update. So, uh, what was I doing? I was still awake for some reason because I don't sleep. And my <laughs> part of the reason I don't sleep is I'm staying awake for this. So, as we're live recording, <laughs> I'm, I'm awake right now in, in, in the early hours. Right. So again, I won't be sleeping tonight. Apparently, this morning. Um. And then, and then, you know, obviously I'm, I'm live on the Twitters, tweeting my, what, I don't even remember. Oh yeah. Yeah. What I did instead of sleeping was, okay. So this is what I did. I tweeted the space. Let's fucking go like really loud yeah. kind of headphone warning clip. You know what I'm saying? You know, you yes. know, the one, um, in response, like, I think I just retweeted the play of watch tweet and just with the, with the space video. Mm. And then because I'm not the fastest video editor into the world, um, I booted up Adobe Premiere, and I decided to spend two hours. It might it was somewhere between one and two hours again because I'm slow and bad. Uh, to make the meme of Aaron Keller's developer update, but then put it on the screen of that. I guess like if you if if you're if you were born oh, at least somewhere close yeah. to the two thousands, maybe the nineties, you know about the meme of like the the crowd in the pub, the bar that are mm. watching a football game and then they score the goal and they go ah, and the entire the bar goes crazy right but in, but obviously but the meme is that you replace the the football footage with whatever you want and mm. so i put aaron keller up there and aaron keller says and uh you can sign up to the closed beta which will be available sometime in april and then, then the bar is like ah, and then it just all go crazy so i spent two hours <laughs> editing that for some reason it, it made the rounds to be fair i think i got enough impressions from that it was worth it but did, i did that instead of sleeping is what did, it was i think i was a little hype anyway yeah hey? did you learn a good Wait, deal i find like memes are great motivator to learn technical skills mm -hmm. yeah i what i learned is i should get after effects because after effects is really good at doing motion tracking and adobe is not and i try to do manual tracking which is why it's such so, so shaky but yeah. at the point, I, I think I was tired enough that I was like, this is good enough. I'm just going to send it. I'm not mm. going to spend another hour trying to perfect the motion tracking manually. It's not worth it. It's a meme. It'll do yeah. enough. Um, yeah. But I think I was also just kind of high on the energy of, here we go. It's finally happening. Thank God. Um, 
you know, everything we've been waiting for feels like it's starting to slowly become worth it, right? So yeah. it was just it was just great seeing that. It was just great uh, being part of that live and kind of reacting and celebrating with everybody else. But of course, with that, we're going to talk about the content of that developer update. So we're going to go through the um, the blog post article. And I think the, the first thing to discuss, and maybe we'll, we'll talk about what it is and also do a little bit of discussion on it and then just move through the different uh, bits and pieces. So the number one thing is the decoupling of PvP and PvE, which means in terms of how they're releasing the game, it seems like PvE is somewhat shelved. It's, it's not like deleted, it's there, but they're not focusing on it. It's not a priority anymore. The priority is they want to work on the PvP, get that into the hands of players obviously in the form of Overwatch League players right now, and then in the form of other players in the public in April for the closed beta, and then beyond that, as they progress through the phases of the beta and add more people through, and who knows, maybe eventually an open beta, and then after that, who knows, maybe everyone can just play it. Mm. Um, and that's going to be the focus for now that we can read from this, uh, and then PvE will come when it's ready, really. So they've decoupled the Overwatch 2 sides of the game so that it's not one full experience that comes out together which i would imagine if you were to keep it on the same uh timeline as it was and release a finished pvp and a finished pve together you probably don't get the game until 2023 at the least right that's what it sounds like so by decoupling it they can get the pvp experience overwatch 2 in people's hands a lot quicker yep i think like not only is that what the community needs um because we haven't seen, we've really never experienced outside of the more event-focused um, content. We've really never experienced Overwatch PvE. The game has strictly and, and fundamentally been a PvP-based game. And if we're to ever creep back into like the public pop culture discourse and really infiltrate that like we were, we have to do that sooner rather than later right i think this is like the best case moving forward it just Uh it's i guess frustrating in hindsight that we couldn't get to this conclusion earlier i i would imagine the dev team probably thought they could handle both going into it but it seems like as overwatch develops there's there's always like this this very fundamental shift where okay it's very clear at least through some of the uh delays and the outward messaging is that they're still testing a lot of things nothing's really off the table you go from 6v6 to 5v5 that couldn't have been like a an early stage assumption it seems like it's very late stage and maybe even could have attributed to some of those delays um and i still think that may have been happening going into the like the the previous or the the post development from that announcement um into why we got delayed again so it's like if that's going to be the case i think this is the best you know option moving forward let pve take its time you know polish it up give those people what they really really want make it a really cool experience even bring some pvp people over that'd be great um but yeah this is this is great all things considered um for for our neck of the woods it means we get the game in the players hands faster um the pros the talent you know the people that need it to get us going i think the uh pve also takes longer to make I'm, oh, for I'm sure. pretty sure. Yeah. Like in terms of development hours, PvP, I'm not saying PvP is easier to make, but it's no. like the game plays itself and there's you don't run out of things to do in PvP. 
Yeah. Whereas no matter how much PVE content you make, you know, people who know life, the content, which I've definitely yeah. done in PVE games, you mm. finish it in a week and it's done. Yes. Right. And devs spend years on that and you finish it in a week. Yep. So it takes a long time to put out a, a, some content that you finish very quickly. Uh, Jessica, your, your thoughts on the decoupling? Uh, I think it's definitely a necessary step. I think there's no real reason to hold it back and hold it hostage, especially because, I mean, it was already a little bit of a weird sequel in that, right? Like, sure. we, like the, the way we had to package was already a strange situation. Um, honestly, in hindsight, <clears throat> I'm not sure if you need to call it Overwatch 2. Um, be because, like, theoretically speaking... It it could have just like continued development. Of course, I think there are certain aspects and the magnitude of the changes that we're seeing is unlikely to have happened throughout regular development. Yeah. But it's like I don't think it's that bad, just like from a linguistic point of view, to like just go with Overwatch One until like we actually have the PVE modes and the entire like feature mm -hmm. system of everything. Um, I think like. Maybe maybe they will make that up or like have smart solutions in the end when uh, when they actually bring the PVE live and maybe they have a clever framing as to have that appear to be something fresh. Mm. Um, it also to a certain degree reveals sort of like the 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 interesting situation where live service games as Overwatch wants to be now. Um, to have sequels, I think it's it's more and more like for every video game, uh, other mm. than like uh, FIFA or sports games, it is very hard to still have a uh, a sequelized um, mm. content role. I think it works fair enough for Activision, and I guess like that's that's why like this decision was likely taken. But everything else is just like live service that's big now, right? Um, There's effectively like 2.0s that like they, their game seems like a huge engine overhaul. The graphics get updated. Maybe even right. like I'm thinking of like League of Legends and like the map updates with the jungle. Yeah. And, you know, the game kind of coming to life a little bit to like the modern state where it does feel like this 2.0 patch. But like you said, it's it's just another skin piled on top of the, the, the plate of dishes. Right. Yeah, I I think everyone at home can basically imagine that the way Overwatch's future should in some ways kind of resemble two games that exist on the market. Mm. One is World of Warcraft, and the other one's Destiny 2. Mm -hmm. And that my expectation for how content will be done in the future, and this is, by the way, me squashing any Overwatch 3 kind of discussion. Yeah. I think most smart <laughs> people understand that this, this is not yeah. a situation where Blizzard just endlessly pump out Overwatch sequels. It's not that game. Yeah. They are very... They are very precise about the fact that they want this to be a live service game yeah and so you're not you're not expecting overwatch the reason more um i always hold to the point that my take on overwatch 2 and its existence is that they needed to push a big reset button and do like a giant thing um and we can argue like did they really need to do that blah 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 blah, blah. i don't know like it's it's so hard to dissect unless you know the ins and outs mm -hmm. of like what actually went on within dev uh team four um so yeah like what what 
I suppose would happen with this is like it's like when Destiny, you know how Destiny Two drops, mm-hmm. well, and World of Warcraft, they drop the expansion packs, right? They just drop these expansion packs. You pay for them. It's like you know, I can imagine that's what happens. So let's the PVE model in terms of content drops um, is going to be pretty huge for people that just want to play that type of game. It, I have to imagine there's there's some level of it that's kind of like a WoW slash Destiny experience in that you're getting more PVE content. So. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say you get the base game, you play through the PvE, whatever exists, then X amount of months down the line, new PvE expansion drops. Oh, Rise of the Omnix 2. I don't know. Some bullshit. And then, boom, that's your expansion, you know? Wrath of the Lich King, the mm-hmm. Omnic version. I don't know. And then, just, just just like, just that, like, every year. I don't know. That every eight months, seven months. Yep. However long it takes them to make it. Could um, be. Cause, yeah, because a new Destiny 2 expansion just dropped, right? And it's got a new raid, it's got new yep. this, new that, and Apparently it's a full PvE well. experience. Pop, yeah, I've heard it pops. Uh, I haven't played Destiny 2 since Forsaken, Same. and I've heard this is like the biggest expansion since then. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I wouldn't mind getting back into Destiny 2, but it's, it's quite, it's quite uh, intimidating for me now. Yeah. Um, in any case, not to get sidetracked on that, but the point is, is I, I see that being the model that Blizzard potentially employs mm. oh, for sure. to roll out pve and that's alongside like new heroes new maps for the regular pvp stuff mm-hmm. so i think the future looks great in terms of how that is and i think you want to yeah you want to take your time with the pve because it does take longer and the rest of the community is waiting we're all waiting for just overwatch 2 because i don't think it would be fair and i don't think it would be good strategically to basically withhold and hold back PvP because your PvE is not finished. Yep. It makes so much sense to just be like, well, PvP is like, you know, we is is the same. PvP is like the same as Overwatch One in terms mm-hmm. of what the over, I mean, the game already exists. You're not having to make a brand new PvP experience. Yeah, five v five is different, but it's still Overwatch. That 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 core gameplay, that core game exists already. You're not doing a brand new thing that you would kind of be doing for PvE. Before somebody says, like, what do you mean? They did PvE. He's like, well, you're not redoing that. You're not just re-releasing Retribution again. You're doing you would brand be, new stuff. Yeah, people would be new. fuming if you got Retribution and Junkenstein's Revenge level again, content. Yeah, that's not what it is. It's not no, what it is. It's like, the it's, user experience has to be so much more leveled up that you're willing to spend upwards yeah. of $60 to purchase that content. Yes, whether yeah. that be... The, the platform of just, Overwatch um, 2 to branch out into these expansions like Avril's talking about, or an actual expansion of the game itself. I just think there's a lot of misinformation out there. And mm-hmm. some of it is because the information has not been super clear. Sure. And so people were just like making up stuff in their own minds. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you get some of the negative responses I've, I've, I've seen of this was like, oh, they're decoupling the game. So what does that mean? The, is Blizzard now going to make me pay $60 again for a PvP experience that's like the same as Overwatch? I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, first of all, they've, they've said nothing about payment yeah. models. What they have said is that PvE will be a paid experience. It is heavily implied and heavily, heavily hinted at that the PvP experience will be free. What yeah. they have said publicly is that all owners of Overwatch 1 will be on Overwatch 2 PvP. Which, if you read into, if you read between the lines on that, says that PvP is going to be free to play, yeah. and it makes it makes sense that it will be free to play. Um, if it's not free to play, I'll fucking eat a shoe. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it and, might still not be, but like Overwatch could be heavily discounted because they decided yes. like the whatever you gain through, like you know, like free to play FPS have some issues with cheats, for instance. Sure. The ten dollars actually probably make a difference. Or maybe um, a freemium model. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, it could be. It could be that if you, you know, uh, people who purchase the battle pass, which is could be a free. If, hypothetically, if there is a battle pass, I have to imagine there would be. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, mm-hmm. if you purchase that, that that would be equivalent to paying for a freemium right. uh, model experience. Maybe you get more void slots. Maybe you get what is it? Those uh, <laughs> priority passes. Maybe you just. Maybe you. J- the only reason I bring up the void slots because that's something that the competitive oh, players always ask. They always, they're always like, bro, I, can can I please pay for more? Um, maybe you get priority passes. Maybe you get given like way more priority passes, or every single game you have is priority passed if you if you're on battle pass. Um, there you go. So they can tie a lot of good stuff to a battle pass mm-hmm. for a freemium model, and that way, you know, um, there could be if there's enough people on the battle pass or on whatever freemium payment you're playing for, uh, mm-hmm. then you get to have a premium experience now off that model. Where potentially, let's say, you're more likely to get queued into other people that are on that model, and you're less likely to encounter cheaters because people that are on that have had to pay for that experience. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm just brainstorming here. It could be anything. But cheaters, look, every every free to play game is going to have that be a problem, and everyone just dealt with it. You you just deal with it. The game, the developers, you simply just got to deal with it. That's all it is. I think I think the I think Timmy. Um, whom I'm, I'm actually hilarious, hilariously. This is, I think this probably comes from like the foreheads and the plat chat, like crew, like this is just now the collective name for like every in, in just incoherent adolescent, just obnoxious, like commenter on any of the platforms. I think hearing that, like the the freemium model, just, oh my God, Avil, I can't believe you would do when you would recommend this. This is this is paid to win at its finest. If I can't ban or avoid as many symmetrical one two x as you can, then your win percentage is going to be instrumentally higher. It's paid to win. I'm quitting. I'm unsubscribing. You know, you know that, you know that type of uh, person that's like really heavily into like maintaining Anime. like. <laughs> the anime as well but like no they like the, these hardcore pvp experience guys that just like want the purity of the gameplay experience like it should all be high skill and like they're yeah, basically you. high skill zealots not not as much anymore but i okay. will say getting these dudes on your side and appealing to them bro you got a squad they will ride until yeah. you die like they they definitely like will champion the uh, the person that uh, for whatever reason makes that inane like mm-hmm. absolute um like uh push or that dice on that hill for them right but yeah i don't know like uh, I think there are a lot of ways you could theoretically like find monetization s- uh, schemes for this game because it's, like you can be creative because it was a, frankly a creative way to sell a sequel, and mm-hmm. um, like I think uh, going forward in the future, I I would be I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something that's probably in that way has not existed in other games before. Um, I also okay. think. There's there's a um, if you if you just think about um, how development must go right, I think it's fair to say that PVE still like has the 
the translucent like strings attached to it by being like the um the parachute that sort of like t puts the brakes on PvP uh development because if you, th you think about it right let's say you wanted to create PvP heroes well, you can't do that as quickly now because you need to, A, like, do the full lore and how they will fit into the PvE story. You need to figure out, yeah. like, the pace. Can you pick up... I don't know that they do. You would think, like, we, we might have, like, three more heroes in PvP than we will have at the same time in PvE. You think that's a no, possibility? No, because what they've announced with PvE is there are certain modes... Okay, there are modes which are story-based where you must play Reinhardt, you must play Lucio, and right. you're defending Rio de Janeiro, and you have to have these heroes. Mm -hmm. And then there are open modes. I think it's... I, don't, I can't remember. I'm not going to try and pretend I remember. It's almost like it an is. adventure mode. Right. The adventure... Yeah. Like Diablo-esque adventure mode where yeah. you can pick any hero and you just right. play You just play missions, right? I think it's called the, the missions or whatever like that. Right. And you don't... The new heroes have don't need any integration. No. So you can just... It's it's well, like do you remember you play Retribution or something in Uprising and there's like the all heroes mode? That's what it is. Yeah. But you still you need all heroes. the skill trees, presumably, right? Sure, I've... they can make the skill trees. Yeah, they can. Yeah. With every new hero release, they release the heroes, and they release some skill trees. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it feels yes. like <laughs> maybe I'm thinking too much about this, like how much of a time investment that is. But I think like looping that to be fun. It's probably not a, a non-trivial thing, just like developing the systems for both the PvP side of the hero and the PvE side of the hero. Like, mm -hmm. is that certain well, ability working with our interactions? Maybe, we got to have very clear rules as to what goes in PvE, what we right. cannot do, right? There has to be some consistency between like the PvP experience and the PvE experience. So I would yes. imagine like it, it probably slows down PvP hero development to a degree. Not no, that no, no, no. I, 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 I would, I would say, I would say this. I think, first of all, there's no way that they can release the cadence of hero releases can be slower than it was in Overwatch one. Oh, it must yeah. be at at on par, if not faster. Right. To mm -hmm. survive in the modern free to play market of live service games, the modern world. And this is, by the way, another reason why I'm heavily of the belief, you know, hypothetically and speculating here, of the belief. That it will be free to play because mm -hmm. all live, all major successful live stream, live streaming, live service models are free to play. Yep. You can't. I don't think you can really survive as a live service if it's not free to play. Like fuck me, Destiny Two is even free to play, yep. and you you just pay money for the new expansions. Yep. I'm not here to argue whether their free to play model is good and oh, but that's that's for the Destiny fans to figure out. Mm. But my point is. All successful live live service. I keep trying to say live streaming. Live service models are free to play, which is why I'm so I'm like I'm like a ninety nine point nine 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 percent there that it's going to be free to play. Mm. So back to the hero discussion. I my belief, I, what I think should happen, or what I like to see, is if they can, if they make heroes in Overwatch two designed and geared for good gameplay experiences in PvP first. And then try and figure out how that works in PVE. And the, the reason for that is um, there are far more consequences for poor designs in PvP than there will be for PVE. Because in PVE, if you get some broken ass hero, at least you're just beating up on the bots, right? No one cares. PvP, that's a problem because you're now playing against people, you know, and your own team and blah, blah, blah. Um, so. And maybe it's the case where, like you say, maybe it takes more time to do the skill trees and stuff. Uh, personally, I'm 
I don't know. I'll give Blizzard the benefit of the doubt. I, I believe that they can just do it all and just get it done. You know, it's just you have people that work on the skill trees and you have people that design the heroes and they marry up and put it all together at the end. But it's not like Jeff Goodman now has to be like, oh, well, this is going to take me twice as long because I have to do both the PvP and the PvE version of this hero. No, there's got to be another team for all that. There's got to be another group of people that can handle that. Um, but even if it did take much longer, mm. fuck it. The PvP version of the hero comes up first. And then maybe it takes two weeks for the PVE version to come out. I don't know. Maybe. I th that's, but if, that's gotta, I, if that's what it is, it's got to be what it is. I think what they got to figure out is, and that legwork has very likely been done already, right? But I think they have very clear ground rules as to like how they uh, like design encounters in PVE that sort of limit what you can do with the PVP kit, right? So for instance, one thing you wouldn't want to do is Let's say you're designing your encounters as to not have, like, make use of any verticality and using verticality breaks the encounter and then allow Baptiste to be in that, right? Because it would feel weird to play him in PvP, have the weird jump thing, right? And then you get into the PvE environment and for no discernible reason, like, you gotta take the jump off him. I, I think what they really have, no. have gone to... They have like a set list of design features, which are like, we can do this. And then they have a no-go area, right? Where it's like, okay, we can't use these types of abilities because they break PvE to a degree. So as signature abilities of those PvP uh, heroes are introduced, I think there are certain rules as to that, as to not slow down, overly slow down the process. Does that make sense? Let me it honest, does, like, and I think Avril's. I think about to agree, but uh, I yeah, I think we're in the same area. If I had to guess, I think you've got this backwards. As much as I agree with you that the PV element of this game is, I think, going to be bigger than people expect. By no means is that their north star. I think the PVP element uh, is what guides them. Yes, because they've even said as much that the PVE is what allows them to break the heroes and make them OP yes. and stupid. Yes. Not the other way around. It's like, there's no there. way where the PvE version is the more tame version. Yeah. Oh, they can't jump that. No, no, I don't know. That That's never going to No, happen. no, you the don't want to take is... anything away, right? And that's why your counter design has to allow for the possibility of all the PvE skills to be still sort of useful. Can I just say that if, if something is stupid and broken in PvE, that sounds like a good and fun yes. PvE right. experience. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, like, the, the solution is... Don't make PVE experiences where you can't jump and take height. Like what? Half your half your yes. heroes have yeah, it's can, a stupid fucking Winston leap or think. something. Like that'd be ridiculous if that that was the case. Where like, oh, you just can't jump now. You just lose your jump. And even like, if is let's say that that is the case, you can limit that through a system they already have announced. Right? If you have the 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 differentiation in PVE between like the adventure mode and like the you must choose these heroes mode. You just have the, you must choose these heroes mode tailored to those heroes. And the easier mode yeah. is just the adventure shit, right? If you want to go in there with your friends, you want to farm some loot boxes. God, I don't know. I'm speculating here, folks. Please yeah. give me a bone. Like that's going to be the mode give that you can go in. You can cheese the system. Okay, cool. But if you want to like get the, get the cool skin, if you want to get the achievements and like the prestige, then you got to, you know, pick the heroes that Blizzard picked for you. That the, if, yeah. like the encounter is tailored to not tailored to the entire, you know, 50 plus cast at this point right like it's not it, it can't be the opposite 
Yeah. The thing is, yeah. like, I think one one thing, for instance, like as an ex- example, right? I think it's very possible um, that like CC reductions or like the fact that we seem to be getting rid of more and more CC is in in PvP is not necessarily just good for PvP, but it also makes it so. Like, let's say like four of your signature heroes that everyone plays has CC abilities. You don't want to get rid of that mode. You don't want to take anything away from the PvP character. Does that make sense? You you want your PvE experience to be more powerful and to feel like yes. you have progression. You don't want to mm-hmm. yeah. take the stun from the hero in PvE because that would break the encounter because you could just chain CC for five minutes and like circumvent uh, well, all the all the mechanics, right? Uh well, there's ways. I mean, look, if you've played PVE games enough, you know that this has been thought up already. You can't yeah. change CC because diminishing there'll be returns. Like a, yes, a stun. There'll be there'll be like some stun limit and be like, okay, you've stunned this. You stunned this boss. Right. It is now immune to stuns for ten seconds. Yeah, like that's that's basic. That's been part of PVE experiences for a long time now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, if you have, let's say hypothetically, uh, they uh, stuns are being removed across the board in Overwatch Two. They've said as much. Let's say hypothetically, Brig can no longer stun go into the pve you want to play some brig you look at the skill tree oh the shield bash skill tree allows me to have a stun again and it gets crazier maybe the shield bash skill tree allows me to multi-stun maybe i can do two stuns in a row or it's now an aoe stun i don't know they can really make it crazy if they want but it's still it's still easy enough for blizzard to balance so that you're not just omega lolling face rolling bosses and just perma stunning them i mean these guys i think the one thing blizzard do well is they they make some of the best pve experiences yeah, Racer World First going on, and I don't. I I'm pretty sure at I least heard this recording. They haven't finished it yet, so I trust them with the PVE experience probably mm. more than the PVP experience. Yes. Uh, yes. I don't want to be disparaging about it, but you know they've certainly made mistakes in PVP that they are definitely fixing, which is great. But you know, one thing I I can just give them the benefit of the doubt on is like mm. they'll make great PVE experiences. So I have no concerns there. That's a yeah. PVE company, yeah, first and foremost, right? One hundred percent. And the, so we, again, focusing on the decoupling here, these are these can be two separate worlds, right? They can package these new hero releases however they want, where it comes out in PvP, and then you know, oh, next month we're announcing the next chapter in Overwatch Two PVE, where Sojourn comes in and she has her own story with all these other heroes, and they have events tailored to them specifically that highlight them and make them really fun and make you feel, you know, right. engrossed in the story. They can do numerous of amounts will, of things and package it however they want now i will say one thing strategically is important to me is that i would like look two things to happen with overwatch 2 one that the pve experience grabs and draws in a new audience and which i think it will mm-hmm. and two that those new players and that new audience can then transition into the pvp right so what needs to happen is for me my indicator of success which is probably a little bit higher than the base indicator. The base indicator is probably, are they playing the PvE? Have they paid for the content? Yes, yeah. done, check, finished. My additional beyond that, like the next the next goal line above that for me would be, can we convert those brand new PvE people to PvP? And a good way to do that would be, obviously they're playing with whatever heroes they want in PvP, they're mm-hmm. enjoying it, and then they, they queue up a game of PvP and they pick the same hero. And that, then the heroes can still play similarly enough. Now, all granted, the PvP version is going to be way weaker because yep. um, there's no skill trees, and that's going to be a learning curve. But at least they can get familiar with the heroes, and if, if it's a, if it's a good enough, 
um, transition over. So basically, the, the translation, what, basically what I'm trying to say is, is that the base hero of both modes should be pretty similar. If should be the same, mm -hmm. should be the same hero. Yep. So if you played, if you played uh, Soldier seventy six in PVE, his base level one kit because they said that you're going to be leveling up here is something with skill yeah. trees. No skills unlocked. Level one, just default Soldier seventy six in PVE is the exact same as the default seventy six in PvP. Yep. Right? That that should be clear to me uh, mm -hmm. as as a baseline to work with. So. Yeah, if we do that, if that happens in the game, I'm happy. Yep. I think so. another like good carrot would be to like really emphasize and build out that achievement system, right? Allow PvP specific right. achievements, allow PvE specific achievements to grant you maybe a skin. Like, oh cool. I did, you know, defend yeah, Rio de Janeiro yeah, yeah. on hard. I got this skin. I can go into PvP and show off my friends. Hey, cool, look, I got this skin. You don't have I, that skin. Sick. This man wants Gladiator I agree so because I think in I think in Call of Duty. Don't play as grind unbelievable hours just oh, to get a specific prestige. skin. Yes. Not even just yeah. prestige, but they grind specifically oh, for know. some skin on a gun. Nubescus. That's probably yep. like not even that good, but they just want the skin. Yeah. So they grind unreal hours for it. So, you yeah. know, fuck it. Throw that in the PVE. Give us, give people a character chase. I don't know. We have to, we, that like, that's the big question. I think that most developers kind of have to solve. I, like I'm 100% with you there that this is almost a foregone conclusion. The PVE is going to be good. It's going to bring a new audience in. That's going to be fan like using the restaurant analogy like I tend to, right? If if nobody's entering the restaurant, I can't sell you food. So now that you're here, how do I how do I promote my dish to you? How do we promote the esport? How do we promote PVP? We have to like bring them and allow them to try it. Give them a carrot to chase. Give them something to work mm -hmm. towards. Give them a, a special warm fuzzy feeling, right? Whether it be yeah. skins or golden guns or I don't know, fucking Nameplates, diamond guns. Sure. Yeah, I, my my additional goal beyond that is I want people to get into the restaurant, and then I want to get them also then into the toilet so they can experience yes. the PvP as well. So yes. there, um, there we go. Get into How the do we get them in? Get the yeah, get in the toilet. Get in the toilet. Um. <laughs> all right. Cool. So no further comments on PvP PVE stuff. Uh, Let's move on. That was a long discussion just on like the first point, really. But a big one. So it's, it's. I think it's a big point though, because yeah. decoupling the PvP PVE is not a small. I nope. uh, think to do it all, but strategically makes a lot of sense. So, uh, second thing they talked about is that closed alpha testing for Overwatch PvP begins in select regions, which includes Blizzard employees, Overwatch League pros, and a few other select groups to help prepare for wider testing. My only concern mm -hmm. is how late this alpha has come. Don't get me wrong, super glad that the alpha is finally here and that the pros can get their hands on and start scrimming. Agreed. Uh, I'm not so much concerned about i mean we can talk about this is anyone concerned that the two-month window between now and when the league starts in early may is anyone concerned that two months is not enough for the teams i think How that if you're i think this is the this is the minimum amount of time that i think i'd be personally okay with um and that's just base like flat vacuum two months period done the end I don't think that's what we're going to be getting. If anything, I think we're probably going to have to see some sort of update. I would guess that this gets patched before May 5th, um, which depending on the size of the patch, depending on the size well, of the John, change. Let me just tell you right now, because another part, I wasn't going to talk about the beta yet, but since you okay. brought it up, they've also announced that the, the beta, so so there's not, the, right now people mm. are playing alpha. Yes. There's also then going to be a beta 
Correct. Which will basically supersede the alpha when it's available. Mm. Uh, and that is going to be in late April on right. PC and select regions. That instance say when late April could be, I assume, anywhere in the last week of April. Right. So once that happens, closed beta will include a larger group of testers, mm-hmm. uh, which is potentially, I think it will be taken from the public pool, the public pool being people who have signed up. So mm-hmm. that's another thing. They've opened up beta site, closed beta signups now on their uh, page. I can't remember what the page is. Look, Google it. You'll be all right. Just Google Overwatch. Play Overwatch. Sign up. Yeah. You'll get it. It's on the Play Overwatch website. Yes. Uh, so if you haven't signed up, go ahead. And, and don't worry if you haven't signed up. It's not like a first come, first yeah. serve thing. You, 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 it's just full RNG. Signing up early doesn't give you bonus advantages. So just sign up whenever you want, as long as you sign up before the cutoff. Uh, so anyway, what was I saying? So there's going to be a beta. I, my assumption mm. is that when the beta drops for the, the closed beta drops for the wider public who signed up, that should then be a patch from the alpha. And I don't just mean, right. oh yeah, they have to patch the game. No, I mean like whatever feedback they got in the alpha is very likely then going to be culminating in some sort of end of alpha patch right. going into the closed beta. So the game is... I don't know, less buggy, more polished, whatever it needs mm-hmm. to be yeah, for the wider public, right? Yeah. So, so Joe, you bringing up like some sort of patch? Well, that, that's what I foresee. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I just hope that, again, I understand the difficulties of bringing this out early. I, I give a lot of grace towards Activision Blizzard on that front. <clears throat> My hope is that this build update that Avril's mentioning coming in late April, or we're assumedly is coming in late April for the public release, you know, getting the, the most polished early build out there as you can, um, is that it doesn't completely just change and flip the game or add something new that we, you know, I, I want those two months for these players to really have mattered and not to be like discouraged or undercut What's or right? swept under the, you know, Again, they, they've actually listed what will be in the beta. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear now. Um, let's be clear about one other thing. We don't actually know what's in the alpha. No. So the contents of the alpha is unknown. But we assume it is equal to, if not less, than the planned content for the beta. I don't know if I want to get mm-hmm. into this now because I still mm-hmm. want to ask you to about his thoughts because yeah. we're starting to move along now, which I wasn't going to do just yet. But just to, uh, just to, just to you know close the book on what you were saying, Joe. Um, but... Before we move on to the content of the beta, which we will definitely be talking about, Jessica, mm-hmm. did you? What are your thoughts on this two-month window for the alpha? Is that enough for the teams? You know that who the only team is I'm really scared for is Team, team four. four. Yes, that's the only team that um, that I could see running into trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like generally speaking, you want to incorporate the feedback that you're getting from your mm-hmm. highly qualified. Uh, Game breakers, if you want, uh, who will definitely like find every nook and cranny to exploit your game because they're doing that for a living, basically. They fil- they they will find your Genji Ledge Dash uh, equivalent in no time, right? And then mm-hmm. it's for you to plug those holes. I think, generally speaking, our professionals have ch- shown to be able to adapt to new uh, matters fairly quickly. I think it's also fair to say that this is a pretty stark departure, likely given that we're getting rid of one role and it's now 5v5, we have a new game mode and whatnot. Like, it's it's definitely not easy to adapt to this. Sure. Um, so, 
Yes, like two... I, I would have liked it to start a little earlier, but not necessarily for concern of competitive integrity in first order. Mm -hmm. Like, competitive mm -hmm. integrity is like a second order effect in that you start the alpha, let's say, three months. You go back and forth, game changes, game changes, new meta, new meta. At some, t at some point, you're at a happy place, and then the teams can really, like, try to find whatever they want to play. And we found out last year that one meta is not necessarily what needs to exist, but everyone can sort of like theoretically make their own flavor um, mm -hmm. to exist. You want to get to that state again, where teams are capable of doing that with your balance. Um, and so th in theory, it's like Team 4 needs to catch up. They need as much time as they can on in trying to figure out the bugs and like the all the balance issues that may arise and maybe even gameplay stuff that's undesirable for it to happen. The mm. teams come back, uh, like, get the new version, and then the timer starts for them, really, right? Right. Because, like, while we can't expect, like, major differences now, like, we're not getting, like, based on the feedback, a hero rework because that one hero now doesn't work in 5v5 anymore. That's unrealistic to expect. But like sm smaller balance changes that could still move the needle and move someone into relevance as a, like a comp uh, uh, meta archetype, right? So um, I think more so than when we get the alpha, I, I, I ha personally have no gut feeling how long it takes to figure all of that out. Probably the longer the better. What I will say is, I hope we have a pretty stabilized game by about three to two weeks out until season start. So then, like, pros can have some security in that mm. the next two or three weeks of hard scrims will actually matter when I hit the day one service. Right. Now, do I expect this to happen? No. Actually, I expect the entire season to have a flux state. Where I'm not even sure if we should adhere, for the sake of the game, really, should adhere to content update cycles like just every stage. I think that might be too slow. I think we might, and that really, really damages competitive integrity to a, to a degree. And I'm yeah. not looking forward to Packing's job. But theoretically speaking, it is absolutely possible that someone in week two finds out you know that one thing that Sojourn can do that absolutely now breaks the game because I found it out in, like, conjunction with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, that then needs to be fixed, bro. You can't sit on it. That'll I mean, be, you, That'll be a hard fix, surely. I mean, hopefully, but even because, like... Yes, yeah. be pretty because, yes, that, that'll, that will also apply to the live game. It's yeah. not right. just like, oh, and Overwatch exactly. League there's this crazy thing. No, if you can do the Overwatch League, you can actually do the yes. live game, which means mm -hmm. it will require a hotfix yes. if, it's, if it's bad enough. And it, depending on the magnitude of that issue, maybe it's not even about the hero, maybe it's about a game mode or something, sure. it could very significantly change, um, let's say, the push-win condition, like someone figures something out about the meta of push and completely yeah. breaks the win condition in terms of like, Let's say it's worse than stalling on uh, on two CP was mm -hmm. like you know like uh, no hero limit stalling. Imagine we had Wrecking Ball back then. That yeah. map never ends, bro. It never ends. But, like we're playing snooker at that so, point, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pull this back a little bit here right. because we're, we're moving into Overwatch League discussion, which we'll get to mm -hmm. when we talk about the uh, 
community update for Watch League. Right. Uh, but it is really interesting. I do want to dive into that a little bit further on um, because I have some more thoughts on that. But I, what I will say is that, like, yeah, if something broken happens, I expect that if it's if it's too hard to fix immediately, it could just be quarantined in the Overwatch League in terms of, okay, can't, don't play this here anymore. It's been banned. It's been restricted. Or... You know, it's maybe they can put a help fix out in time, but there's there's a whole other discussion there about like how does patching work due to cross play, and I can see cross play really slowing down the patch cycles because you have to go through certification through Sony and Mike and well, mm -hmm. I was going to say through Microsoft. They are going to be Microsoft in just a hot moment, but uh, not immediately. Uh, they go through themselves <laughs> for Microsoft, <laughs> so we're not going to get into that i will get into that i do want to get into that but i want to make sure we finish this this initial mm. topic first so um the, the first part of what yusuke was saying in terms of the time in the alpha i agree with i don't think it should be an issue for the teams because two months is an adequate amount of time if you think mm. about new game updates to when an esport thing might start within two months is very cop yeah. excuse me very common um if you were to get a brand new game i'm not even just talking about a sequel i'm just talking about a brand new ip that doesn't exist and you land on that ip within two months it's probably a tournament and you can you can really right. play a, a quote-unquote esport now this is different in terms of scaling that could just be some rando third-party esport this is the overwatch league it's franchise multi-million dollar league right it, it's it's a very it's a different in scale which i understand um but two months theoretically is enough the only caveat i'll throw in there is how fucky is the alpha in terms of it just being a roller coaster ride for the teams to work through and right you know maybe things that are working just get mega patched or you know things just all over the place and then that two months worth of practice starts to feel like it's not as valuable in terms of you know that one minute of practice during a, a very turbulent alpha is not as valuable as one minute of practice when you're playing overwatch one and the game is exactly the same uh, is what I'm saying. It's also not that. Sorry, go on. Like also what? Right now, teams actually shouldn't practice in order to figure out the best meta. Well, much more likely, what you want to figure out is a deep understanding of five v five. So yes. when changes inevitably happen, you are now prepared at the fundamental level of Overwatch, yeah. which which we also needed to acquire in order to even play hero pools, right? Like it facilitated <laughs> deeper. Like, if you're not currently sitting in the server, like, trying to hardcore win scrims for any other reason than entertaining your own ego, you're probably not doing it correctly. Imagine being um, uh, a meta-specific team in the alpha right now. <laughs> and you're just scrimming, you're dominating. There's like, oh, I can't fucking believe they nerfed uh, Bastion. Oh, we're losing now. <laughs> Imagine being a meta-specific team yeah, in the yeah. alpha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. Um... Okay, so my greater point was that, um, yeah, it, it, hopefully it's still a good experience for the teams, but but the primary goal should be to receive feedback from Team 4, receiving feedback from people in the alpha, and getting data, and then using that to either fix problems, bugs, or uh, obviously when you put that game in the hands of pros, they're going to be able to find and break stuff that you didn't even know existed, that you didn't even know was a problem. Because sure. you don't, because you you have the best players in the world playing your game, and they can find things and break things in ways you'd never imagined. Yep. So <laughs> once that happens, you're going to have your hands full with a lot of issues to try and resolve. Um, so my concern is that 
I don't think two months for the alpha is long enough, but not because of scrimming, but because of the feedback into mm-hmm. implementation, patching, fixing cycle. Right? I don't know that two months is enough for that. Yeah. I think the alpha should have been available two months ago before now. So four month alpha. And mm-hmm. and as a byproduct, then the teams get to scrim two months earlier as well as a byproduct. That wouldn't be the priority. I wouldn't want there to be an alpha two months earlier just so the teams can scrim. My primary concern along with Yiska is that you just need more time yep. to figure shit out in terms of what is broken, what is working, how does 5v5 play, is it fun, is push fun, does push work, what do we need to fix, is, you know, what are the problems that have not been identified by the QA team because the QA team is not the literal best players in the world <laughs> and hundreds of them too, you know? Yes. So that's that's a difference. So, um maybe maybe we get lucky maybe there's no major issue in the alpha and things are super smooth and boom we get april public gets the closed beta everyone's happy but if there is some bullshit that gets found out in the alpha that wasn't seen not because blizzard didn't do their jobs but because you just you just won't ever see that unless people break your game then now you're like now you're like in a bit of a shit place we're like damn we don't we don't have a lot of time <laughs> this this alpha only lasts two months. Like we, how major is this problem? If this problem is very major, then do we have enough time in two months to get this done? You know what I mean? Like that could be an issue hypothetically. Yeah. So, uh, that's my only thoughts on that side of things. But otherwise, um, cool. So we can talk about the beta now. So that's that's alpha stuff. Uh, a beta stuff is that we kind of already got in, went into it. So I, I talked. You know, when when Joe was originally responding, I was talking about how. They announced a closed beta. You can sign up now. It will ha- it will be available sometime in um, late April. And the listed content for the beta, this is officially from development channel, from the mm. uh, development update, is 5v5, but we already knew that. New Hero Sojourn, so officially available to play in the closed beta. Finally, that people can get their hands on Sojourn and, and figure out and what does she do what is this here? I think people already know what she does in a way because she kind of got re- didn't she get revealed in the um she had like a some- gameplay teaser yeah gameplay she, she, there teaser. was a gameplay teaser a, a while ago where yeah. they, they they revealed they revealed her they revealed she could slide and they revealed she had a railgun back yes. then so we already have a bit of an idea what she does but but finally people can get their hands on see what the gameplay is there'll be new maps uh, the new maps that are listed specifically are Circuit Royal which is a new escort map that is the Monte Carlo map. Midtown, a new hybrid map. That's a New York map. New Queen Street, a new push map. That is the Toronto map. Colosseo, the new push map, which is uh, Rome. I don't know why they decide to rename everything. Yeah. Because Monte Carlo, New York, Toronto, Rome is just way cleaner. Yeah. And now, like, I have to remember, like, we're going to Circuit Royale. Like, Circuit Royale, I'm like, just doesn't float off the tongue. Like, Monte Carlo is just easier. I don't yeah. know. So, is what it is those four new maps so we're not getting there was that that rumored um swedish map gothenburg or something we're not getting that um i don't know if there's like a, a map set in india or something we're not getting that mm. uh because that was that was teased in the zenyatta whatever thing mm. there's a little storyline in the pve i don't even know if that's a real P- pvp map um but there's definitely other pvp maps that we are somewhat aware of that are not a part of this uh next new mode push as you can imagine, there's two. They announced the two push maps, so that's you, you get to play two push maps. Um, Hero reworks for Rissa, Doomfist, Bastion, Sombra. We already know about the Sombra Bastion stuff that got revealed in 
the Overwatch League yeah. Grand mm-hmm. Finals day as, as the PvP test. Arrested of Doomfist, we did not know about yet. There were there had been some hints in the past. I believe Jeff Goodman hinted mm-hmm. that he said something along the lines of, oh, I wonder what Doomfist would be like as a tank, or like we've been testing some Doomfist tank. Like yep. He said something like that. Yes. So there's been there's been some rumors about Doomfist tank. Arissa, honestly, no idea. Whatever that the could fuck be that, that looks could be like. Literally anything. Um, Give her a Glock. A, she's a DPS now. She holds yeah. she, she holds two Glocks and she does this. She holds them. <laughs> Akimbo. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. So so, and then beyond that, the final thing they listed was a new ping system, which is really interesting. So, uh, ping system. I have to manage it like like Apex Legends has a ping system. Yeah. Probably the best. I think Apex Legends has the best ping system. Agreed. Uh, Valorant has a ping system, not as robust, but pretty basic. It just lets you it lets you tag somewhere on the map, and then people can know. So that's cool for players that might not be as comfortable getting on the microphone. Uh, Any way to help people communicate more is always good. Yes. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, what do you guys think about the, this this content plan? For I do want to say one thing though, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm maybe reading between the lines here. Um, this is okay. not is not at all some confirmation from me i don't actually know but i have to assume that this this list of features that i've just read out is the initial list of features planned for the closed beta and that as the beta rolls out throughout the year more stuff will get added in and the reason i'm speculating on that is because that's Mm -hmm. how the overwatch one beta was Overwatch one beta was you played whatever was there and then as you went through the beta roadhog and Mm -hmm. junkrat got added and then there was the whatever patch of this person now got added a new i think lucio was a new hero at some point you know yeah so i am expecting that to happen again for this beta because there's a precedent of that already happening and it doesn't feel like there's that much content in this closed beta announcement uh for content features compared to what we already saw for the overwatch league grand finals so yeah where do you guys stand on this list of features that's kind of where I was concerned with like my previous comments on if two months was long enough, because I agree. I, I expect this to be updated. I expect this to have more content drops. Um, I think not to jump the shark a little bit, but there's another piece of messaging that also kind of signals that. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, I just don't know when that starts. I don't know if that starts with this build update prior to April. I don't know if that starts next stage. I don't know if that starts midway through the season. That's my question is I hope it doesn't start in the face of this, you know, this two months time span to cut it even, you know, deeper and make it even more shallow before we get into the, the, the start of the season come May 5th. I hope that it's just, what has been announced that's what we're going to be played maybe we get a build update maybe some tuning changes that'd be fantastic and i'm i'm expecting as much but i also leave room for you know some some business execs trying to push some things along and, and ruin it for everybody well, you're, not, so, you're not getting less than what's listed on the oh beta. for sure you're definitely not beta. less i'm just concerned about more and maybe just like really wouldn't trying more to be good wouldn't more be kind of good probably maybe <laughs> depends on who you ask team. Maybe yeah. not for the teams, but for the for the wider public, I can oh, imagine be fantastic. a good thing. Yeah, it, I just worry about the teams in that way, and then maybe packing and you know his staff comes in and goes, okay, we're just gonna take what we were given, and then everything else is you know that's that's I'm waving my competitive integrity flag. I don't know packing. Maybe you have a flag. Maybe you don't. Who am I to say? You know, maybe we get some sort of rule set put in place that okay, cool, we're gonna be playing on this build of the game. 
everybody else can play something else, but that also kind of feels a little crunchy. I don't know. All right, Jessica, your thoughts on the list of features for beta? Um, it's really hard to say what kind of approach you want to employ. Um, there's a lot of strategies that you have to consider, right? Like, you want to justify the label of Overwatch 2. You sure. want to not splooch your full, like, uh, PvP... Um, how do I get out of this metaphor without being a pervert? Um, splooge, maybe it's like toothpaste. You know, right. you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Right, your whole load uh, on the... <laughs> um, There's so many ways you could have done this analogy without yeah, going just dirty. right into the load. You chose yep. right. to go dirty for some reason, yep. I don't know why. But go on. <laughs> Come on. on. To, like when your first, like best next metaphor is toothpaste... It's like, come on, at that point, like, we're all adults here. It'd be like a waterfall. Like, there's plenty of other things that so you could can't maybe put the, You can't put the paste back in the tube. Okay, yes. continue. Right. What, what do you mean? What are you, what are you talking about here? Uh, that works also in the uh, other sense. Um, now, <laughs> now, I think, generally speaking, it's hard to judge how much feeling of novelty a 5v5 game will generate for me. Or like other players, um, it feels not a lot. It feels like it's it's really hard to say, but it feels like it's bottom of the line relevant in terms of like justifying the new label. I really hope here's here's my hope. But it is right? a beta. The, the label is beta. Yes, though, you have to remember. True. Here's here's my and. The first thing that you're throwing out will be like the new first impression will be very important. Now here's my um my hope. I think Overwatch as a game has been underrated for a hot minute, dude. Like the improvements that they had made in the past on this game does not is not accurately displayed in the public discourse around this game, which is presumed to be dead while it's still a super polished, super actually rather balanced experience that probably d just deserves way more eyes on it in the first place, right? And for tho those new or revitalized eyes to just like, they probably won't even see the feature list as much, the majority of people. They will see there's something new, let's go in. They wouldn't, won't have experienced a lot of the, the upgrades that we've already experienced uh, in terms of the mm -hmm. polish and how it plays. I hope uh, Overwatch 2 PvP beta retains that polish, and we're gaining extra brownie points off of that. Because mm -hmm. the additional brownie points for established players that have been slugging through this for the last two years is not a lot, I'll be honest. In, you could sure. arg even argue that because we are uh, losing um, 2 CP, that yeah. you now have less content in terms of the maps, right? In, in the beta, though. In the beta, in the beta. yes. It, it, and presumably, like, that's what we're starting to do with, um, or starting to play with the uh, Overwatch League start. So, here's, okay, but here's my theory, right? I feel, at, at the start, we had a lot of tea leaf reading in terms of, like, oh, the season ends here, and here starts the Overwatch yeah. League, and blah, blah, blah. There's too many coincidences now, man. Like, I feel like we're... This is, this is, here's my hopium, right? Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. Breathe it in. Um, it. I feel it. like we are having an abnormal amount of consideration from Team 4 as to how we will be connected to uh, this okay. PvP rollout. I think like the theories of like beta key access will be much more relevant. I think they might legitimately think about launch win windows as as they how how would they would work with the Overwatch League schedule to a decent degree if it at all fits. I think that's something they might move it a week or two. I think that's a possibility now. Um, I think we have a lot of communication in regards to that. I, I remember Adam. Uh, sorry, I probably bot I'm botching uh, your name here. Adam Adamu from. Um, I always have to think of uh, Toronto? General Toronto. Uh, General Adama. Yeah, um, from Overactive Media from Toronto Defined, yeah. uh, who said like the Overwatch League will be closely tied to Overwatch the game in 2022. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that could mean a lot of things. Uh, like I I choose to actively interpret it as hopium. Um. So, like, as we get more, I think, like, we might become a consideration in in that content cycle. Why are you laughing and looking at something? Huh? Don't worry about it. Okay. Shut up and continue your point about Adam Adamu and how he likes fucking Overwatch, okay? <laughs> what? Boof your fucking copium. Right. Okay, so... I, uh, yes, Eric, that's actually a grand plan. Spectre has, all, has it, had it all figured out for us. We're now a frontline consideration. A lot of the Overwatch League team has moved up. We're now, like, not just a stepchild anymore. We actually inherit a room uh, from from uh, some sibling that moved out. What what Yiska is trying to say for the people that are uh, a little bit confused here is that uh, with John Spector moving into his current position, Al is in a bit Overwatch League is in a better place to receive considerations. Yes, so, yeah. and um. Yeah, I I definitely hope for a ton more content. If the uh, live service update or method is employed, I think it's also rather good that we start filtering for that type of player and team and coach to be able to adapt quickly. We have to go through the entire <clears throat> selection process again. Once we figure that out, because we need that, dude. We need the constant uh, novelty injections. That's just 2020. Mm -hmm. I Like... It took me down near five years to accept this, but like we're here and that's not going to change. Audiences are not going to change. The environment that this game uh, is in is very different from 2016. We're competing against all these other, other FPS titles that have high novelty injections. That's mm. how it, it's got to be. I would have wished for it to, at least in the initial announcement of the beta, because keep in mind, like they can do whatever they want in the alpha. Theoretically mm. speaking, like we 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 don't even know if that's the content of the alpha, right? So I would have wished for the beta to just like be announced a little bit a little bit more uh, information, and for it to just like splooch a lot, maybe a couple of heroes more, no more, just all over you the mean, toothbrush. You mean you want you mean when you say more information, you're talking about you want them to have more content. Content, yes. Like, yes. if, if you are eventually going to roll out that content over the season anyway, then I think a higher starting threshold would have probably gotten more people over, right? I don't, well, there's a lot of speculation as to why it is. It could be that the content isn't ready. could be that they don't want to overwhelm people with too much content, which is maybe a little bit uh, 
sounds like it sounds stupid to say because we've had no content for two years, but still true. Um, I don't. There's a number of reasons why yeah. why that would be the case. Is, is it is it just like because like if you if you find a starving person, you don't give him a full meal because that won't be good for their health. You give him a little, so he doesn't yeah, overfeed. Because, because of starving person, if you give them the full full meal, they might like die. Yeah. Right. So. You, might, you, you know how like you know how like if you're suffering from hypothermia, you can't just like jump into a hot tub. I think yeah. you die. So you have to like slowly warm up. So yeah. you think I would have otherwise OD'd on Overwatch content? Possibly. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Um, <laughs> you are the cute. <laughs> can I can I say one thing in response to the Adam Adamu stuff? Right. Mm. Because I you've just kind of jogged my memory on that. And for people that don't know, uh, he went on a podcast. It was the funny enough. Ironically, it was a Vancouver Titans podcast, not un unofficial. Obviously, it was a fan, fan podcast yeah. of yep. Vancouver Titans called Ready Set Pwn. People who still use Pwn in 2022, um, <laughs> and he he said some stuff about Overwatch Two and the Overwatch Two beta. I don't even know if he was allowed to say that, but he just did. He just dropped it out there. But uh, no one, no one, no one heard it anyway because it didn't generate any. Here's the, here's the funny thing about the Overwatch community: they're always like starving for content just like oh tell us anything I, I there's no news give me any news and then adam adamu just drops a fucking bombshell yeah and then you go to competitive watch reddit and it's just okay. it's fucking crickets yeah absolute crickets. Like, so, so you guys act like you're living in a third world country you're in the fucking sahara desert haven't had a lick of water to drink adam adamu just like i don't know just fucking drops like 10,000 tons of water whatever it is liters and you're just like I'm still I'm thirsty man where's this water I, there's no water here I'm so thirsty and yeah. it's like you just got a bombshell and no none of you acknowledge it it's actually incredible scenes yeah beyond that so Overwatch 2 tied to Overwatch League what you can read into that and this is the other thing you have to look at as well um this is again speculation on my part I'm just doing the maths in my head you know like two plus two must mean four. You know, I'm doing some math here. Is when you look at the specific timing of when the closed beta is coming, late April, just before the Overwatch League season starts on May 5th, just before. That is not a coincidence. You have to read between the lines and assume that with the closed beta dropping at this stage, that the beta of the game is heavily linked to Overwatch League in terms of could be beta drops. Mm -hmm. That's number one in terms of thing you speculate on. Why? Because Valorant fucking did it, and it, it sold it like worked. hotcakes. When I say yeah. it sold, I don't mean people paid for it. I just meant like very they popular. They ate it up. People ate it up. It, it, you didn't, yeah, you sold it for $0, and people ate it up too. People ate so, that shit up. So very, it was a, it was an amazing, amazing mm -hmm. marketing tactic. And Blizzard would shoot themselves in the foot to not take advantage of that themselves. Mm -hmm. So why is the closed beta launching just before the Overwatch League? Oh, I do wonder. Mate, if there's smoke, there's fire. Come on, do the math. Why, why is the Overwatch crazy. League, you know, getting that early access? Like, yeah, I think you guys are right. Like, it, it does point towards a, a better integration of this league yeah. into, so, like, the, the breadth of the game. So, and the other thing, that the other criticism, or I should say concern, criticism hmm. would be more like something is known and then you criticize it. A concern here, in terms of if you were to speculate, sure. was that, oh, are people going to be able to play the game when the league goes live because it's a weird experience sure. to have an esport playing a game that you cannot play yourself that is a weird experience and rightfully so i agree and there was a lot of concern behind that mm -hmm. and so again very specific timing 
that there just so happens to be a closed beta launching just before the Overwatch League yes. season starts. Now, not everybody's going to get access to this closed beta. I have no idea how many people are going to get access. Could For be a sure. lot of people, could be not a lot of people. Um, let's pretend, let's hypothetically pretend that Overwatch League will do drops for this beta. Yeah. Uh, how, what is the likelihood of you getting drops? Because I'm not going to lie, when the Valorant, when Valorant did the same drops, I sat in Summit 1G's Twitch channel for maybe one day. I didn't get uh, it either. I, I, I left it on, no, I got it within one day. Oh, did I you? Left on, I left it on overnight, woke up, and it said, congratulations, you're in the Valorant beta. Um, I had to be gifted one because I just oh, poor got you. unlucky. Yeah, well, you're 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 one of the <laughs> you're like a you're like a peasant out in the field. I am and, the and I club. and I was and I was you know I was Romeo to my Juliet of Summit One G. I said, "Oh, art thou Summit One G? Giveth thy Valorant beta," and he did. Uh, <laughs> so and I mean my monitor punch. I ran thirteen accounts like a scumbag. Yeah, you did. I ran one account and I got it overnight. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, my point is, I have no idea what you, it's hard to speculate. What is the drop rate going to be? Is it going to be easy to get? It's going to be hard to get. Can I easy the, to get, a lot of people going to get in. Can I, can I speculate even further? Okay. Continue. So if we're concerned allow it. that if, if our eSport is playing on a game that the public can't play, and that's a little bit of a jarring experience. And we know that the, the early build beta is going public in a closed fashion late April. Could you facilitate that going public of the beta, right? Like people getting access through yeah. maybe a preseason event to say, hey, here's our Overwatch League preseason. We didn't tell you guys, but here we go. We're going to do some fun show matches with some of the teams, do some fun shit. And if you watch, we'll give you beta access. I thought about this. I don't think they would count that towards the season viewership. And therefore, you probably shouldn't do that. I think it is actually pretty good to have the first activation on the start of your league. Okay. Because you won't, you never want to run in the situation where your yeah. preseason matches are your highest watch games that, that year. That might happen. Agreed, yeah. Because like, everyone wants the Overwatch everybody 2 beta. Everybody wants the keys. Right? Yeah. And then it just mm -hmm. like has way more views than your uh, Overwatch League sure. final. Listen. And therefore, you have demonstrated that... <laughs> Those guys actually aren't interested right. in esports, right? Joe, I think it is a huge marketing blunder to not announce something like that. For sure. Why yeah, would you agree. announce a start date of May fifth and then like, oh, surprise? No, you don't do that. You would just announce the preseason. If mm. there was a preseason, you would announce it because it would be the correct thing marketing wise to do. Is you want people to put on their calendars, you want them to plan for it, mm. you want it to be a known thing that people get hyped about, sure. rather than just like dump it on. I don't know. Like from a marketing perspective, it makes no sense to hide that uh so anyway as i was saying yeah uh i think to combat the jar which you also mentioned the jarriness of the league playing it but you can't playing it clearly it looks like well i mean it doesn't just look like it is factually now that with a closed beta start just before the league starts that that will be alleviated not entirely because a lot of people will still be only watching but i think it does enough that you know you could get into the beta and you want to watch because you want to get into the beta and then when you get into the beta you are now getting to play the same game as the pros which is really cool so in a way assuming the beta looks good plays well looks polished um people should really want to play overwatch 2 which means they should really want to watch the league to get access to overwatch 2 and therefore hopefully have fun at overwatch 2 uh so 
it all seems pretty good. It all seems like a pretty solid, you know, marketing machine for the beta and for the new game. I I got no real complaints here. I just hope it's good enough. I just hope that whatever the beta looks like in late April is enticing enough to new to to people to get them to play the game and enjoy it. Um you're still going to get some trolls in there and just like, oh, it's just the same game as 66. And, and you're also going to get the trolls in there like, oh, this is, this is the game is too different. It's now 5v4. This game is way too different. And then you're going to get both sides saying completely contradictory things. And they'll both be correct and both be wrong at the same time. And it's just going to be that part of it's not going to be fun to deal with. And I'm going to pull my hair out at all the, you know, randos saying bullshit like that. But, the Timmy's. Um, God, Timmy's. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm so upset at you that you would even possibly contemplate paying for more avoid slots. It's I lost a water whisk back for you. Um, the Timmys don't even know who I am, so um, <laughs> I'm completely invisible to, to them. That's the power. That's my superpower. All right, next thing on the agenda. Uh, I think the final major thing that Aaron Keller said in the dev update mm-hmm. was that they were going to commit to a live content release model Mm. that is, and I quote verbatim quoting here, far exceeding Overwatch's previous rate of content release Mm. to deliver the most vibrant and dynamic PvP experience anywhere. End quote. So that's a pretty powerful thing to say. Now, some of that could be PR speak, but if I choose to read into that on face value, that... They want to A, release content quicker than what they did yes. in Overwatch 1. And then two, like somehow they want they would what well, they would like to make that a better experience than other games. Which mm-hmm. is a very that's a hefty goal. The first one is I think an achievable goal. The second one we'll see. But I, I do like that they're shooting for the stars because at least, you know, you shoot for the stars, we'll land somewhere. Good. We'll land hey. somewhere good. May I jump ahead just briefly to accentuate your point? Is that permitted, Proctor Avril? What was my point? I don't know which. which like the just gone. What it was it? I I think ver, I I'm nearly positive that in the Overwatch League community update number dose, Sean Miller kind of says as much when he references being in lockstep with the with Team Four's updates, right? So if we're to assume that. Aaron Keller's, you know, not PRing us, not just hitting us with some fluff like, oh, we're going to do all this great shit and then not do it. Um, I don't oh. think the Overwatch League is roped into that in in communicating that, yes, these updates will happen in the downswings and we will be in lockstep. I'm I'm if memory serves, that is almost word for word what he says in the update in how the league will be updating with in, you know, correspondence to the game. Right. So I, I think there's a lot of support to what you're saying in that this should be a quick churn. Like every stage, it feels like we're getting a new be- like beta update build where new stuff's added, yeah. new maps are added, new heroes are added, what what have you. It's being injected into the game. Yeah, um, sure. We'll, we'll get to that as well. Yes. Um, as well. This is the last thing we talk about before we get to the community update. I know we really want to get there. Uh, and then, then the final thing that Aaron said was they want to be far more active in communication, which is, I know they said that before and they, they didn't do that, but I think this time they're like, well, we were capping before, but we ain't capping now. We're going to actually be, they, I think he said something like, you know, he, he wants to be very active during the alpha, 
maybe just the beta during the beta phase where they're talking about what's working, what's not working, what are they working on, blah 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 blah. blah. So they want to be doing a lot more updates. And to be honest with you, the reason I think a lot of the criticism from the community is like, well, you said that before and you didn't do it. I think the reason why I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt now and believe that he's telling the truth on that and they will be super active is because there's more to be active about. Whereas back then it was more like put your heads down, crunch mm -hmm. through this game, just make it, make it work. You know, create the PvP and have it ready for the pros by mid-March. Mm -hmm. That was the that was what the goal. And I don't know, maybe there wasn't much to report on. I mean, if you wanted more communication in January and February, I have to, I can only imagine that the developer report would be, yeah, we're still working on the game. Yeah. Sorry, still working on the game. That's all we got to say, which is probably the objective truth. That's not them lying. That would just be the objective truth. Whereas now, I mean, yeah, they're still working on the game, but because everyone has access to Overwatch 2, well, they, well not everyone, they, more and more people soon will have access to Overwatch 2 um, and people actually playing the game. Yeah. They can, they, there's more of a reason to talk to those people and be open to public because now you've put your game in some fashion out there into the world mm -hmm. and you must now engage with people because your game is now in their hands, right? So they don't have a, you don't have a choice to not engage them now in a way, yep. which is why I'm more willing to just be like, well, that's, this is true. So what do you guys think of the, this, this part of the, this part of the dev update, which again, to re recap was, they want to have more frequent updates than Overwatch 1, and they mm. want it to be the best live service PvP experience, uh, and they want to be more active in communication. Can, can you give me the exact wording, what they said? Was it, we want to put out more content that at, and at any point in Overwatch 1, or the average of what we okay, got? I'm going to have to find it again. Um, because I think that's a very big difference. If you want to significantly have more content updates on the pvp side than the height of updates for the pvp game that would mean you probably are looking at like six heroes a year right they they it's more than it's more than i'm gonna have to go back to the video now no worries then people can figure it out right we can yeah. display both scenarios if you're saying like at, like more than an aggregate of the entire year. I mean, that's not too hard, bro. You got like okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Right. Uh, to support our game by updating and delivering content on a regular basis, today's change in approach enables us to deliver frequent PvP content to the live game. Hmm? The live game would be um, Overwatch 2 eventually, hmm? with the goal of far exceeding Overwatch's previous rate of content release. So, again, with the goal of far exceeding Overwatch's previous rate of content release. Right. I mean, it. if you're talking 2019 onward, hopefully <laughs> yeah, that, that's no, the bad... Ba okay, okay, we don't need to... That's a little bad faith, Yuska. Clearly yes. he's talking about 2016 to 2019. Right. And that feels like hard to believe because that's a lot of content that, that you got to like in is order to justify Fortnite, that question. Fortnite somehow doesn't. I don't know. Like other, <laughs> yes, other, I agree. other developers somehow do it. Sure. It doesn't, it's not that impossible. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Mm. It's not that impossible. I mean, fair enough. If you're, if you're actually delivering that, oh, Jesus Christ, dude, like, well done. I hope you can do it without crunch and you found like ways to make this work. Just don't overpromise anything. I can see how mm -hmm. the non-spaghetti code 
engine that you got now helps you facilitate that and turn around yeah. new stuff quicker. I'm looking forward to that. I just hope we don't get like these empty promises again and these overselling situations. Like I remember like Jeff Kaplan promising like a summer that's going to handle very differently and in the end it was like a big nothing and like summer? Yeah, he said something like this summer we're going to do it a little bit differently, blah blah blah. And then it was twenty twenty, I think. Um uh, and it really was just a nothing burger in in the end. Um I just hope that we get what we promised for once. Mm. Don't don't overstretch. Like I'm fine with probably like You know what? Four or five years I, a year. I think because it used to be four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was it four? So you're just saying like well, I mean four would be the same, five would be one more. I think six is achievable. I do six think it's is achievable. for sure. Yeah. I think five would be nice, but six is achievable. More than six, forget about it. I think that's that's starting to get a little yeah. bit like not that I don't want to see more than six. It's more like well, actually, I don't know if I'd want to see more than six. I think it would create a lot of chaos. But at the same time, it, it sounds like a lot of work. I think six is like yeah, pretty reasonable if you have the development power. If you can, if they can hire a shitload of people and get it done, I don't know. Um, what was I gonna say? I think they know they being Blizzard here know they've lost a lot of trust, and mm -hmm. this is a rebuilding of trust yep. between them and the community and the wider gaming world and from this perspective you have to be very careful about what you do say and what you do promise because it's very people are going to write you off yeah i think it's un, i think it's fully understandable that people would look at this and be like no nah, they're not going to communicate more because i already said that and they didn't do it but when you're at the state but that was before when you know maybe things were so, slightly still okay it might have been going downhill but it's not as downhill as it got and it's very worst which is Brief, which is probably before we got this update to be fair with you um at this point any promises you make from now on in a phase of like you know let's rebuild this lost relationship this broken relationship you have to be willing to commit to that and i and i, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they will commit to everything they've said mm. um because at this stage it's their only opportunity to mend all yeah. the the broken relationship between them and the wider gaming, wider gaming community. So if they actually achieve, and I also believe that they have to achieve this level of promise as well. If they promise less, I think I'd be a little bit upset. Yeah. You know, if they said, oh, we're just going to do the same as Overtron. I'm like, well, maybe that's not going to be enough. I mm -hmm. actually like that they promised quite a lot and it does seem ambitious because I think being ambitious and wanting to achieve that goal will actually deliver the Overwatch experience it always should have been. Yep. Um, on, a, on a game that is now, quote-unquote, fixed in a format, 5v5, I'm talking about, that mm. is better suited to the average experience. Uh, I think someone said, I can't remember where I read this, someone wrote it down really nicely, and that, that it kind of encapsulates my thoughts. But I want 5v5, and I want Overwatch 2 to be the game right. that is made for the play for how the game for, is, is made and catered towards the players in terms of how they actually play the game instead of how blizzard thinks they Aren't might you? play the game or wants yeah. them to play the game and the translation of all that what i just said in english is um you know overwatch one with 6v6 is meant to be like this very team focused game and everyone works together and everyone's nice and they communicate and they get on the microphone and they say good job mercy and let's go over to the cat point a now and everyone's super good and not toxic to each other um that's just not the reality mm. the real game that people play is 
you have a roadhog play some of your tank locks in a hog straight away uh they're not in the team chat they're not speaking they're not listening to you because they're not in the team chat um and they go flanking and they just play their own little single player pve experience that's the real overwatch game while eating two space so, yeah probably and <laughs> you know and let me tell you those hog plays can't put the pace back in the in the tube no so what i mean by like make a game that caters to how people actually play the game rather than what they think people yes. should do in the game means that you're actually making a game that's more viable hopefully in a 5v5 environment where yeah like people just want to frag and play dps and do whatever cool that, that's the game now um and you have these like i think it's a bit weird you have like these people that look at overwatch in such a romantic way some of them wear rose tinted glasses and other than other times other people just have this strange romantic fantasy about what they think overwatch is instead of just admitting what it actually is and they, these are the people that will say like oh they're removing all the teamwork there's one gonna be what about all the tank synergies all the teamwork's gone it's like motherfucker what teamwork show me the teamwork where is this where is this fantasy teamwork i've, I've not seen it in my games there's a diva and a hog and they don't work together and they both do random shit what fucking teamwork Truth. where is it He's what teamwork are we losing what we, show me this teamwork that we're losing True. i can't see it True. i can't see it where is it so people don't play the game that way people have such a fucking wet dream about how they think overwatch is that's just not the game people are playing True. so all the people that are like oh my god my teamwork's gone motherfucker you never had it in the first place yeah the thing is I like the idea of it like I, I I don't know if I, you remember that we had it like at the very start of like Tactical Crouch, I think. And I, I had this idea that some at some point, just the wow fumes got to way too many developers in, in the Blizzard offices. Where it was like, you know, like being in Classic and having that genuine experience of like downing a boss with 40 men and everyone's like, yes! And the, to this day, like the, the world first experience is like this nice... It doesn't work in your other games, bro. Like, it didn't work in Heroes of the Storm to any decent degree, where, like, I couldn't toxically carry my own lane without being dragged down by everyone else. Like, I, I actually wanted more opportunities to, like, maybe out-CS my opponent or whatever yeah, it you is. You want to diff your opponent. You want to diff them. Yeah. I, it, in the most toxic way possible, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's... Okay. And then... um. Like, it's so weird to see those types of things. Like, to have a company that doesn't, that like, ignores all of that, tries to, like, cap capitalize on the nicest parts of human nature. Like, we're working together towards one goal, and when it when we achieve it, it feels very nice. Hey, oh, no, it doesn't work in games outside of World of Warcraft. And then, in the same company, have the the developers that go, oh, yeah, and by the way, if you kill someone... You can hear them in agony cursing you out when they die. Warzone. Right? Like, it's like, that's the complete opposite of the toxicity scale that's palatable in video games, right? To, to mm -hmm. a degree. And it's like, what is more towards the nature of, <laughs> of humanity, right? Mm -hmm. Or of your player base, at least. So, um, in some essence, yeah, like, I like the idealistic choice. Uh, and I feel like there was a lot, lot of idealism of game development going into Overwatch. It it just never felt to be that authentic uh, in, in that pursuit or to be very well suited in trying to find that sweet spot because it's not even as... Like, a, I don't know. 
I have a generally better time running five-man dungeons, like high mythics, with randoms than I ever had in Overwatch quick play, right? Mm. Um, the, the experiences are just way more well-rehearsed. Everyone has a general idea. I can still be toxic in terms of... Uh, toxic is a weird word, but I can be competitive on the damage meters, trying to one-up my own teammates and doing, like, getting in there and whatnot. Those are the types of add-ons that the community will develop because there's an underlying feeling of wanting that, right? Well, we are like, we can't have a scoreboard. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, yeah, can we get a scoreboard back? Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. It's coming in the second build, baby. Stage two. Like, scoreboard. That's the thing. It's like, okay, there's no scoreboard on Overwatch 1 because you're trying to prevent toxicity. Well, guess what? People just find other ways to be yes. toxic. And now, now yeah. instead of knowing why we're losing... I'm just going to invent reasons and blame my teammates. And, you know, yeah. at least with a scoreboard, I can be objectively true about it and be factual and be like, well, yeah, this person is kind of is kind of letting us down. But without it, I can just gang up and I can just be like, well, this I think this person's doing badly. I don't actually know, but I'm just going to fucking say it anyway. And then, mm. you know, you just do that. All right, like every other PvP game does not shy away from a scoreboard. Um, I just don't. I mean, I, I get it, but I also don't get it. I think it's trying too hard that's not to say that like oh just allow rampant toxicity to to exist of course not, obviously no. there are things you should do and you know games like valorant have a huge problem with that they games like valorant have probably some of the worst sexism issues in in their general yeah. gameplay that they are constantly having to deal with but they are making strides to do that so i implore the developers and then you know the makers of the game to to battle toxicity but there's some level sure. of there's some level of it that like you know, you also shouldn't be trying to push a boulder uphill sometimes, you know, I don't know, yeah. there's, there's like, some of it's like, okay, you know, let yeah. the scoreboard exist. Yes, yeah. But if people are being bullshit, like, yeah, make make reports meaningful. Yeah. Have have timeouts be meaningful and have, yeah. you know, chat bans, et cetera, be meaningful. I mean, fucking Lee Wright's removing all chat from League of Legends. Um, and they, they just said like, yeah, it's kind of fun, but the reality is, and this is they backed this up with statistical data. The reality is, most people use all chat and League of Legends to be toxic to the other team. Mm. That's the reality of it. So, like, yeah. you, they're enabling toxicity by leaving that in the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's like a net neutral area which I think we can reach, yep. and not having a scoreboard goes too far in one direction. Of yeah. you know, yeah, you, you know, like <laughs> you got to work with the shadow. You can't just like put light everywhere. Right, like it's it's just you you gotta acknowledge that people have these parts of of their personality and how they live them out, and to a degree, like it is also fulfilling to sort of live out some of it. But yeah, like you you gotta set boundaries and pretty harsh boundaries. Like you but gotta like, enforce them pretty hard, right? There's a difference between teamwork and reliance on yes. teamwork. I don't know if I've explained that properly, but the, yeah. I think I think the wider public has this thing like they they fundamentally for some reason believe maybe because they're so very true. narrow viewed that going from six v six to five v five means we are just losing flat teamwork like as if it as if it's some flat thing when it's not it's a very it's not one dimensional it's not even I don't even know if it's two dimensional it could be three but my point is there's a difference between like just a flat teamwork like oh there is just fundamentally less teamwork now versus there is less reliance on teamwork to succeed, meaning that you as an individual or someone else on your team as an individual has a higher capability to carry such that 
they can overcome deficiencies in teamwork to still enable wins in the game. Yeah. Um, and that would be, for example, like the difference between League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm. Where Heroes of the Storm, you're going to get dragged down by your teammates and you can't fucking do shit. Yeah. In League of Legends, your teammate might be feeding, but you also might be feasting on somebody else on the other team and you can still carry the game. Right? Yeah. That's true. So I, I think the game direction of, of Watch and how we move from 6v6 to 5v5 fundamentally needs to be that the game is less teamwork reliant, but I don't think the teamwork disappears because you still work with your team. There's still four teammates. You're still doing things as a team that enable each other, but you don't rely on them as much for your own personal success. Yep. And there's there's like a philosophy that I have about tanks in, in terms of why I think tanks aren't good in Overwatch 1, good being like, why are they not fun to play? Why do people not want to mm -hmm. play them? And that's because they are the one role that are the most reliant on somebody else on your team playing well yep. to allow you to simply play the game. Not play the game well, just to exist in the game. Because yeah. DPS can just do things, supports yep. can just do things, that if you are a tank and your supports are not good and they are not healing you, you just, the, the experience is bullshit. You, are, you can't play this single player PVE experience yes. like you like you lock in the Cassidy I'm just gonna go around clicking people and fuck it you know this is why people lock the hog yes. because hog allows you to be self-reliant and if, yeah. if you have shit, shit supports 100%. fuck it I heal myself I can Easy. fucking heal myself I can get Easy. kills and, and there's no there's no surprise to your point Avril when you look at some of the later additive tanks right you look at Orisa, you look at you know Sigma you look at Wrecking Ball how much more agency they give players in what they're doing nobody wants to be Rectangle Man nobody wants to be yeah. Winston at least has a little bit more agency but it's not like you, uh, you can't take talking. the game over exactly right like if you can't we're still we're still Joe mm. I think Ryan's biggest problem is that not only are you relying on your two healers Yes. being good at the game you're also fucking relying on your off tank helping you too for sure yeah. your off tank needs to matrix you or bubble you or shield mm. you or this or that or whatever that your gameplay experience is so easily ruined yep. by other players which which is why it leads to such a poor experience mm -hmm. and why why do dps players complain less about the game than tank players because their experience is not relying on other people oh, on yeah. the team being good that's, a that's fundamentally it so yeah that's that's my brain of thought train of thought for what what i think why 5v5 is required and why we need to move into this direction mm. it's so all the people with this like romantic view of overwatch 6v6 like i'm sorry but you're wrong yeah I, it's also like if you think about the league experience right i think a lot of it is not even in the essence of the gameplay right like it okay. is in the indication in the feedback loop the game gives you Okay, so here's what I mean. Mm -hmm. You can be sitting in your, in your lane. You can stomp your lane. Right. It is then communicated to everyone in the, in the game that you are stomping your lane. It's very clear mm -hmm. from the scoreboard and sure. from like the goal generated. Creep score. And creep sure. score. And I can leave the game and go like, yes, I'm upset that we lost my lead, but mm -hmm. I got personal validation. Now, right. to a degree, this gameplay loop ex uh, ex exists in Overwatch. You can gap the other McCree, but nobody on uh, in the game will ever find out. That is absolutely an experience that large amounts of players in the community 
where players aren't able to just like aggregate like uh, scoreboard, uh, so, sorry, kill feeds mm -hmm. information accurately. It is very possible that someone, while like Carpe could be in your game, hard carrying on McCree, and you could be saying like McCree, why the fuck are you not doing anything? Right, yeah. Right? That is an absolutely like theoretically possible experience. And then like, how is it then that we don't have the um, the scoreboard? Well, you we could say, okay, so this Cassidy goes up against that Cassidy. This guy put out like 30% more damage. That's a lane gap. That's the flame horizon if you want, right? Yeah. And now I can leave the game having at least my personal victory as to celebrate it. And having yes. gotten the, you know, the so social hierarchy tick, 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 tick. Yeah. like points in my brain uh, going off mm -hmm. no I'm just shooting into the void much better than the other guy and nobody will ever find out and it's mm -hmm. not unheard of for Blizzard to add something like that I thought Heroes of the Storm did something I think it could have been a little bit more you know uh, pointed maybe in the game but once you leave a game in Heroes of the Storm if memory serves and you did well they gave you like a little attaboy and saying like, hey, you performed or you did uh, X amount of damage that was ranked within like the top 1% of all Kel'Thasses. It's like, oh, cool. I like I got that feedback loop once I left the game that I did a good job. The game told me I did a good job. Maybe we lost, but at least I got that silver lining, much like you would coming out of a lane in League of Legends, right? They could, I think, very easily add that to the game along with the scoreboard and it would give the experience that that user experience of a significant boost like what yes is talking about yeah and gold medals don't do a great job of that like i think everyone goes like well i had five gold medals you might as well but there's this like annoying feeling in the back of your mind that you ro don't really know if that's the relevant aspect because you don't see the opponent sure. right like you you think okay maybe i was just like the cherry on the shit pile and like maybe I didn't actually outperform it. Maybe I was gap. Maybe I was even like a significant portion uh, mm. of the reason why we lost because like the other Cassidy just like was super oppressive to, to my team and now we're not sure. like doing anything. I mean, you know, right? what, what I like is, you know, um, let's say for example, this is, this is where we moved away a lot from the topic, but I think this is a good topic anyway, is that Let's say on a scoreboard, I don't mind medals, first and foremost, but I would like my team to see the medals. If I got gold, I yes. want people to know I got gold. Yeah. Um, this is there's a lot of the memes like you're talking, excuse me, you're talking about bronze damage here, but like if you if you could put up the scoreboard and you could just it just, you know, it showed your team sets, or maybe it's probably bad if you could see that on the enemy team, but it showed everyone's eliminations, mm. um, deaths, and it showed their full damage, they showed their full healing i don't i don't know and then it showed whatever the whatever the relevant stats are, and then they showed the medals who's got who currently has gold and what category uh for your own team is cool and, and then maybe at the end of the game you can have a end of game summary where you can see the enemy team is like oh did the other cassidy get me you can see sure. where his damage was i think because in league right. of legends a thing i like is like after the game i like to check oh, stats, like, like the let's see the damages let's see the graphs yeah. to see the damage like well, how did i actually do and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff but to speak to yiska's points like yeah, I don't mind losing games in say a MOBA and like League of Legends. If if I, if my if we lose the game, but I know I dominated my lane, I still get a moral victory. I still get a minor victory in there. That silver lining still feels good. So it it really dampens and softens the blow of losing. 
knowing that I at least did what I did, what I at least did my part well, and I played a good game, and the game rewarded me for that, and my teammates can very tangibly see that I held up my own. Right? Can I follow a, I that up with a question to you specifically, and maybe to the, the viewers at home to try and okay. rope them get in? Get off the fence. Comment. Where you go? Yeah, get, get off the fence. fence. Ready? If you're softening the blow of a loss, are you more likely to queue another game or to just quit the game entirely? I mean, obviously, you're probably more likely to queue another game. Exactly. I think it's not a it's not a, a super negative experience. It's it's a exactly. And that's where I'm like, it's so frustrating because I know they mean well when they're just like, ah, you know, it's going to be abused. You know, people are going to be toxic with it. That very well might be. But when you when you look at like the improvement rating of, of people trying to dive into those stats and going, OK, maybe I shouldn't play this here. Maybe I should improve here and here and here. Right. That's positive. There's there's a lot of positives that also come from this. Even from a business aspect, the more that they're playing the game must be good for you, right? I think there's like it, the, it's inevitable, it feels like. There needs to be more things that trigger the dopamine in, in, yes. in our monkey brains. Where you know you play Call of Duty and you like, get a kill and this fucking metal shows up and screws like boom, five kills, and it's just yeah. like and it's just a like, battlefield and does the same thing. I don't I mean mm. that's a little bit that's a little bit pop-up, you know, that's a little bit uh in your face. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe it's okay for a game like Call of Duty. I wouldn't personally want that for Overwatch, but I'd like to be rewarded for things. I'd like that if I'm a diva and I ate a grav, that, I don't know, the game acknowledges I did something cool. Yeah. Maybe my team can acknowledge I did something cool. For Outside sure. of it just showing up in the kill feed, which people can miss. But um, yeah, if I, get a, if I get a team wipe, I don't know. Maybe let him cheer for you. Press X to cheer. I don't fucking know, man. Let him, let him about, acknowledge you. This is the thing about even in a game like Valorant, if you get an ace... Uh, the fucking dun 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 H yeah. comes up. And it's that's your dopamine hit for your monkey brain, and it's mm -hmm. very effective. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I want the game to pat me on the back a little bit, and just be like, "Go on, Timmy, you're doing so well. <laughs> get in there like a so like a soccer mom on the field when you finally get the ball in your feet. Yeah. Like, yep. Get in there, Timmy. Kick the ball around. You know. Well done. Um. Wouldn't mind wouldn't mind being having the game be my own personal soccer mom a little bit and just encourage mm. me. Yeah. I think we all use some encouragement coming out of the play gears. Everybody needs a little attaboy, a little pat on the butt. Scurry on, kick the ball, Timmy. Play that Cassidy. Rip some heads. Cool. So that's um, beta discussion. Now we get to finally move yes. into community update. Mm. Of Watch League, community update number two. So usual suspects got on camera again. Uh, Zoe, Matt, Sean Spector, and they talked about Things to expect. Not a super long update, to be fair. No. They talked about some things to expect for the upcoming Overwatch League season. Mm. Uh, that is kind of in conjunction to then also what is announced for the Overwatch 2 beta with uh, the dev post as well. So essentially what we get is, first of all, the schedule has been released. So you're for the full schedule for the oh, whole season. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, let me be clear, though. Only the... Only the, the seasonal games not the not the playoffs games not not any of the tournament games just the just the normal season games that schedule has been announced so that so the standard 16 games this no 24 games standard 24 okay. games that every team will play that schedule has now been announced mm. um teams have been given access to an early build of overwatch 2 pvp alpha so that's already been we already talked about that uh sojourn is available on this build very cool. That means teams are already getting a chance to figure out what she does and whether she is going to be a cool hero that's going to be played a lot. 
um replay viewer will not be available for 2022 season as we rebuild that technology what i read into that is that it would be <laughs> they would yeah it does seem like a technological thing because they have to yeah. they have to have that as a build available they can free like they can just publicly give out to people yeah. and with the whole of watch two thing i don't know if there's an engine thing going on there maybe it's just not they're not, not ready. ready to give that kind of thing out yeah. super widely yet so it makes sense i will miss the replay viewer because i Same. use that quite a lot but i actually didn't i didn't even pick up on that i'm not even gonna lie i did not know that until like right now i'm actually kind of gutted <laughs> it makes sense though. i really said it does 100 it has to be uh, right? also the, the league will generally update to the latest balance and schedule major content releases between tournament cycles which is something that okay. uh, was already brought up but yes now we're confirming it and one last thing is the final thing, and this wasn't part of the update, but Yiska went and asked anyway, and True. Uh, Matt Morella responded, there will be no hero pools at all for the 2022 season. Uh, and also, they have now publicly announced what the map pool is. That's the gist of the update. Based God, Mr. X. Are uh, Yiska, you about to say something? No, sorry. I... <laughs> the Discord Just is being dumb me. again. Uh, Just baited me. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I got well, Did you have any thoughts? You're already talking. Um, oh, I mean... Gee. Finally, ding dong, the witch is dead. Um, Jesus Mercy? Christ. Mercy's finally dead? No, but she's also not oh. banned, which is nice. <laughs> um, Shit. One day we'll get rid of her. Right. It's like, yeah, I. So now we pretty much know. Like, Hero Pulse is only like a novelty create, uh, creation of device. Um, I think it had some unexpected positive effects in how we used it eventually. That said, like I'm, I'm happy that it's gone. Um, I'm hopeful that we don't fall into a situation where everyone is just playing one meta and we're just having like no flavor all all comes because well, not for me. That can only happen for one stage. That can only happen for one stage. Right. Just theoretically. To be clear. Yeah. Because they said that new content was going to be updated between the stages. Right. So. And then, then theoretically speaking, maybe that content doesn't isn't strong enough in order to be relevant, but or. I mean, if it's a map, okay, fair enough. That's hard to ignore then. But, um, like, p p bottom line being, like, the, um, the, yeah, the, the experience hopefully becomes everyone can play their meta archetype comp for the entire season. Like, I hate to see, having to see Fearless off Winston as long as it works. Why would you ban that? What's the fun about yeah. that experience? Like, yeah. that's also my biggest counter uh, argument for hero bands, which everyone now seems to... Like, the, the hero band goblins came out of the woodwork. Oh, no, hero pulls? Hero bands? Hero bands? Like, <laughs> no, dude. That's actually strictly worse. Um, yeah. Yes, I get that you want teams to have the agency of A, catching a bunch of bullshit heroes that we might be getting, like, with, yeah. with the beta injunction. And fair enough, we couldn't have other stuff like we've had gentlemen's agreements in esports before. We had like uh, teams like sort of like deciding, okay, this is bullshit. Like let's go to the league and enforce a ban on that temporarily mm -hmm. until it's fixed. Whatever it is, right? So yeah. that argument is not great. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to: Do I ever want to see? Yeah, like fearless off uh, of the monkey. Do I want to see? Um, you, you will if there's a new tank here that Fearless is even better on. True. Right. I mean, sure. 
Like, do I ever want to see Aunts of the Widow if Widow could be meta? Stuff like that. I want to see the the best players play their best heroes if, if they can make it work. I don't want it to be overpowered, of course. I want it to be accurately powered so everyone can play their own flavor of Overwatch and for them to sort of like have different meta flavors. I mean, personally for me, we could play Maris all day, but that's more like if I want this to succeed, mm-hmm. I feel like the novelty aspect is way overblown. And what we actually want is high high profile pronounced players that can take different heroes. We want like the p- uh, players that are synonymous with different heroes that can make them work at the same time, like mm-hmm. bind an audience towards that and not have the game disrupted by ba- what it turns out to be basically like a randomized coin flip where sometimes cats are involved. That's just not satisfying, right? As a competitive experience. And fair enough. Like if Fearless finds out that by the power given to him, Monkey doesn't work anymore and he needs to learn ball, fair enough. That's the satisfying aspect. Like maybe maybe you could argue maybe it's a problem of game balance. I would argue it's just a, a matter of like one team being very clearly better and Actually, I think Winston even worked for New York against Shanghai for, for a bit. Um, a little bit. You, you could argue maybe there was something there. Maybe they could have stuck to it. Whatever it is, right? Um, it, maybe they made a mistake switching. I, I don't know what it what it would be or mm. if we actually had a balance problem with ball being too strong. The bottom line being, like, I don't want this decision to be made before the game starts. I wanted that to be negotiated in the game on the server while like one team wins or loses and as long as my competitive system facilitates these interactions i'm fine charm for sure um yeah i mean i would echo a lot of the same points um the update itself um i'm looking at the maps i don't really have too many gripes there i'm a little sad that the replay viewer is gone but like we mentioned it seems to be a you know a necessary evil um yeah seems good my only gripe with the map pool is that it's not even in the maps there's three control three hybrid and four escort two push now the reason why there's four escort is because there's one less push they want to have Right. They want to have 12 maps, but there's only two pushes. My my assumption is that they just don't have a third push map Ready. available for whatever yeah. reason. Maybe it's not finished. Maybe it still needs polish. Who knows? Um, but only having two pushes means it's. I mean, you're gonna have a lot of. I wouldn't say it's boring, but it's it is, it is all. It does lack some variety, being that sure. there's only two of yeah. those there. Um. I, I, I'm going to make some assumptions here. This is obviously not going to be the full map pool for the whole year. There's no oh, way. Sure. It cannot be. Because yeah. even last year, every stage, we got a different map pool. Mm-hmm. We have to be getting a different map pool every stage. Otherwise, this shit's going to get stale real oh, quick. For sure. yeah. So I'm glad every single one of the new maps is in there. Um, Can I, I pose a question to you? Go on. Do you think that per like the map pool graphic that we have, is this the new order of games? Are we going control push hybrid escort? Uh, no idea. It Fair could enough. be. And it could I don't be even. Control, I, it ends with control again, right? I would guess. Control yeah. push hybrid escort control. Yeah. 
what I can be happy about is at least push you can't draw on. So the only map mode you can draw is hybrid. So the more we get away from draws, the better it is. Mm. There's still that rumored, I don't know if you guys remember, there was that rumored new game mode that right. is unannounced. Right. Oh, really? And um, no one knows anything. I don't think anyone knows. Well, somebody uh. knows something, but <laughs> most, no, no one really knows anything. Uh-huh. I don't. I certainly don't know what it is. It could be anything, really. It's your ball, pog. It's your ball, pog. It can't be capture the flag because capture the flag is not only not new, but it's also not good in this game. Yeah, I can't. I don't even know what they could do, man. It's it's weird. I mean, I, I would like. I would like there to be a fifth game mode. I dislike the fact that control is the most important game mode in Overwatch. Um, yeah. yeah, but. Uh, but it I, is the most balanced game mode. It is. The it most is. Game I I agree, one hundred percent. It is the like most straight up and narrow. Praise on the fundamentals. Like very few teams are gonna edge you out there. Um, but the the weight of practicing control versus like something like a push or something like that always felt like I a almost think competitive integrity. Is, quibble. I don't want to get too far off topic, but I almost sure. think that because control is so balanced. That like you could make the entire Overwatch gameplay just control. Yes. Like no other game modes, only play control. And there's like 30 different control maps, but yes. you only play control. And that would still be a viable game. It would be it's, a f- hilariously fun game. Um, you know, some people would say it's homogenous, but also, I mean, Jesus, like you're still. <laughs> League of Legends is played on one fucking game yes. mode. Like, don't, don't get me started. You're like, let's see, you play bomb defuse as a solo game you don't play other game modes it's it's almost rare in modern games to have multiple game modes that feels like yes. a call of duty and overwatch halo thing, thing. i mean they have different halo game thing. modes yeah. they're just not the serious ones right like you have arim people can yeah, play that yeah, exactly. for fun right like that's yeah oh, but i'm uh, yeah i'm talking about competitive though, yeah, the, yeah. Way. i'm talking about competitive yeah um you just play the one thing so it's there's nothing wrong with just playing one game mode i think yeah. if anything that almost makes your game more focused yes. and more have a clearer identity and probably easier to balance because mm. now you're only balancing heroes around the idea of well they're only going to play control yep so as long as they're balanced we just have to balance them for this and that's fine whereas when you have like you know four or five different game modes it's like well you know this hero is good here but then kind of sucks there i mean that also creates interesting things where you get a lot of um you know map specific metas which i think is interesting mm-hmm. but I don't know. There's a couple schools of thought. I don't. I don't want to take it too far off topic, but that's just initial. I like where your head's at, though. I really, really I, do. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that. Is there anything else you guys want to comment about? Um. There is. I think the major thing. I think the biggest takeaway is that the comment made that they are looking to update and balance and schedule major content releases between tournament cycles. Now, I. This is something I want to clear up. Uh, heavily speculated, but just logically makes sense to me. Again, two plus two, four here, is that these major content releases and updates is not like oh, uh, kickoff clash classic is a classic. The first stage one is finished, and now boom, the beta drops a new update for everybody. No, no, no. I'm ninety nine percent sure that the beta will drop an update well before the end of a stage, so that people can start playing it. And maybe even the pros can start playing it in quote unquote ranked if that even exists in beta. And then when the stage finishes, it gets updated with that patch for the next stage. There's no world where you just like drop a fresh patch in the middle of, you know, your break between stages. And now teams have to like, you fucking cram this new content and invent everything in a short amount of space. That sounds like way too much pressure 
I mean, in some ways, teams are going to have to do that anyway, but at least they're a little bit more prepared, right? You're not just dropping a bombshell on them. Mm. They at least have a little bit of, they can have at least applied some thought. Maybe a staff member has already started brainstorming. I don't know. Like, you're not scrimming on that new stuff. Uh, basically, what I'm trying to say is it should be very similar to how year one, year two of Watch League was. Yes. New maps and new heroes and big balance patches were still being applied to the live game, but that just didn't happen for the Overwatch League until the right time between stages mm-hmm. or whatever. It should just be a mirror of that. Yep. I think that would be, I think that's the best, best case. That's like the, the ideal principle. And if it can't for whatever reason, then you come in, you know, you play, you, you very publicly announce that we're playing on a separate build or, or a previous build to not interrupt competitive integrity. I think uh, esports fans as a whole understand as much. And I think they appreciate it. Um, does it always need to be that? I don't think so. Um, especially like what Avril's saying and what, you know, the community update has mentioned, you know, if these are placed well enough in those breaks, then you really shouldn't need too much time past it. Um, there's, there's going to be a lot of downtime. So I, I, I really think that there's a lot to be excited about coming into each stage. Yes. We're always worried about, I think we're all, we're still very scarred from the goats meta, but when, you, you kind of read between the lines and they're talking about the, the most content they've ever produced and it's coming out so quickly. There's going to be new heroes. There's going to be new maps. Those maps are going to change. The pool's going to change. The heroes and the meta is going to change. The balance is going to change. Patch, you're like stage by stage and it's going to feel very lively, very new. I know that's not what we're used to because we've been the last two years of not doing much of anything, but it, it's it's going to be a breath yeah. of fresh air. I, I trust yeah. and believe. And you're, you're not going to need hero pools. When no. there's fresh content like that every stage. Exactly. Not gonna need hero pools. And it's not going to be manufactured. It's not going to be gross and like, you know, it, uh, it's it's going to be good. Um, it's going to be farm to table. Fresh. Yes. Natural. Fresh. Grass motherfucking fresh. No GMO. No yes. GMO. FDA approved. <laughs> no? Uh, I can't <laughs> wait. I really can't wait. I'm so excited for this season. It is. Um. Okay. Was there something else? Did we talk about the thing that I shelved? I wrote it down somewhere. Content update cycles. For, oh, yeah, we did talk about it. Okay, so we did actually cover that. Then, right. nice. Just checking. Mm. Cool. What's left to talk about? Anything else happen? Um, do we want to talk about Depay being a baller in TFT? I don't know. That's up to y'all. <laughs> what is he? Uh, he's very good. He's in, the, he's in the Challenger series. He's. I. I think yeah. there's some some crossover there. There's some talent. Um, go check it out. Go support him. Give him some love. Um, I guess there's a little bit of news. I don't know yeah, if we give want me, to get give that. Me the, give me your world's quickest, like passing by, drive by skin review. Oh, uh, literal drive by skin review. Uh, good. Okay, done. Yes, go go. <laughs> this. If this was an Elden Ring boss, it would scare me. I still haven't played the game. I think that's good. That's that sounds positive. Um, me, I bought it already. That's all you need to know. That's enough. That's enough of a review for me. The fact that I just got it straight away. So, did any of y'all watch the Shock O2 show match? I did not. <sighs> no sir. Oh, you <laughs> motherfuckers! It's just not content <laughs> for me, man. No, it it's isn't. Not. I'm ready for Overwatch Two. I'm excited. Yes. If 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 people were excited by this and they thought they loved it. More power to you. Go, go, fucking like and subscribe. How are we going to talk bell, about? 
how are we going to talk about 5v5 in consideration to the show match now? In terms of the fact that O2 Blast and Shock play to 5v5, and it's like, oh, could this be a preview of 5v5? How are we going to explore that now that you guys haven't played it? So I'm really upset, wait, honestly. Wait. <laughs> Uh, let me just ask you: Could this be, could this be an indicator of how five v five would go? <laughs> there you go. Sure, I guess. Why? I mean, why wouldn't it? Uh, Bring the toothpaste. Right. Anything, anything, anything that happens in there could be an indicator. Was it just? Speaking, it could be an indicator. Did they play on the uh, like the scrim build that they're running? The oh, okay, they played on the workshop. Okay. I mean, no, they, didn't, they didn't just bench one player and just hey, fucking send it. I don't know what they're allowed to do, man. <laughs> just fucking send it with like 5v5 but no changes. Yeah. No, they did the workshop mode. Um, okay. What can, what can I say about it? Like, it was pretty. A lot of. It was very. I'll say this from a viewing experience. It was very focused in terms of. I felt my, my eyes were very locked on to what the tanks were doing. And that gave me a focused experience in terms of, okay, well, the two tanks are looking at each other. Okay. This is kind of where the fight takes place. There's some things happen on the extremity, like Proper and Hingsang will have a 1v1 Tracer duel somewhere. But True. for the most part, you know, your 5v5 experience is centered on what the single tank on either team is doing in terms of how they interact with each other. I felt, anyway, okay. from a viewing experience. I mean, now, that makes sense. Let's be clear. Observing, not the greatest. They don't have. I don't know who observed it. I'm sure. not going to try and rag on them. They, they might not be professional observers. Maybe they are, but it's just a scuff situation. I don't know. I'm not going to try and pretend. But not the best observing, so it's hard to like follow in that regard. I think with better observing, some third person camera play, um, it'll be a better experience. There was also some weirdness where like they they recorded the players' individual POVs and then because this was a edited released video this isn't live right i don't know if people understand that but it's a premiered video on youtube that was recorded and edited and then uploaded so it's mm. not a live broadcast that makes sense right. um which means they cut in players povs from their own recorded povs into the gameplay mm. um and it's like you were it's like you were watching I don't know, a live match where the observer goes to a player's camera. But instead of going to a player's camera, like in the observing client, you had a video cut in of the person's recording of their screen. Uh, the problem with that is it got really jarring because the colors are all messed up. Let's say mm. shock, let's say shock are red, red right. versus blue, right? Let's say they're red. You cut over to super's POV and now he's blue it's or green. Right. And the other team is now red. Right? Yeah. So it makes a really fucking weird experience. That's just like that was really jarring. Mm. Um, but aside from That's that, it. like, yeah, I mean, super played. He popped off. Dario uh, looked strong. Uh, Proper versus He Sang was pretty hot. Proper's tracer was really good, as you can imagine. Um, new rookies on rookies. They're all rookies, aren't they? But like new players on O2 Blast. Yeah, looked decent. Aiden actually played well. Aiden was their main support. Okay. Kilo had some pop-off moments on the on the Widowmaker. They also played Goats in Double Shield, which that was a write off I don't even want to talk about that. They they played three games, three maps, I think. Yeah. One of them was Goats. One of them was Double Shield. Obviously, they, this is the teams agreeing to play this. Yeah. In terms of like gentlemen's like, yeah, let's play this. And then one game of uh one game of um 5v5. Mm. I, I kind of wish they just did three maps of 5v5. 5v5, 5v5 yeah. That's what I wish. But uh you want to check it out? It's on the it's on the San Francisco Shock YouTube channel. Uh, it's it's there. 
Um, there's a version where Custer Reinforced and I also watched and co-streamed slash commentated, not okay. commentated, but co- made commentary <laughs> on it, which is different to commentating on it. Uh, that's on Custer's YouTube channel as well if you want to see that version. Oh, yeah. I think I think we um we could have also already extrapolated how, like how five v five would go. If you guys recall, like we had actually the first five v five match in uh, May eighteenth, twenty twenty, when uh, Philly played against Titans, Chipsa against I mean Kaka and Rolf are sort of like half a player. So that's basically five v five, right? You're fucking toxic. <laughs> You're the reason why we don't have fucking scoreboards, bro. Yeah. Yes. I fucking hate you. You're the you're the worst. The thing is, I'm getting it's you the- and Timmy. <laughs> Same lateral playing field here, Chief. Problem is, I, like, I'm getting to the age where I'm actually at the bottom of the scoreboard, so my personality has you're to mellow out. Right, you are. <laughs> uh, I'm just so glad real life has no scoreboard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You do like a death note, like you, you yeah, sacrifice no, half your life. You, You're just like, oh shit, I'm no, no, no. fucking if, failing if, at everything. If you, if you live in a capitalist society, you look at your bank account and that's the scoreboard. Man, I, I can't any, do anything if I like was born as a bastion, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, you better I don't know Blizzard how to take that. Then. You better hope Blizzard rework you for Overwatch 2. Yeah, they better give you a fucking hat. Um... Oh Jesus! Alrighty. Well, uh, the only other things, are, uh, yeah, okay. Paris Horizon Lunacani remove. Cool. Just passing notes on the outro here, I guess, as we start to finish up. Um, bit of a quick one today, where we didn't do any additional content. We wanted this episode to be very focused. Right. I think it's. I think it's time to have one of those episodes instead yes. of, um, you know, one that was just full of BS. I think it, it was about time we did like a, a more. I was going to say a more serious episode. It seems like most episodes, they're all pretty serious, aren't they? Yeah. Um, to end on a light note, Marco, Senator Marco Rubio sent, put, up, put out a tweet. Uh, maybe I think his staff put out a tweet. Yeah. And they used the Gladiator's Shields Up hashtag. Yeah. And everyone in the Overwatch community is just like loving it. And uh, <laughs> it was so funny. So here, um, spontaneous get off the fence. Do we fire the intern or promote them for accidentally going viral? Thoughts? I mean, I agree, I gentlemen. Maybe just do nothing. Yeah, maybe just do, do nothing. Do nothing. Okay. Maybe yeah. just erase that person I'm, from your mind. I'm just pissed because he's the senator of Florida that he wasn't patriotic and posted hashtag bricked up. Just saying. Yeah, there were a few people in the comments in the in the replies with the hashtag bricked up instead. Is like, man, my senator's not he's, even he's traitor for our team. Like, no, he's not even for down with the man. LA. Come on, man. <sighs> Come on, us. Rubio. All right, cool. Uh, we'll talk about other things next week. Yes. Um, as there's not much else, Hochi Lee announced as Outlaws assistant coach, previous coach, head assistant coach of Toronto. Mm. Eternal is going to be moving to NA, and they'll be doing that at some stage. So both Eternal and London will be playing out of NA. So yep. there's not going to be any European teams on hyping anymore, thank God. Hell that yeah. is Peace. episode 218 in the bank. Hopefully by this time next week, some more cool shit will be available to talk about. Um, hope you enjoyed it. See you soon.